Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 So we got to make a couple of things clear here right at the top because the last thing I want to do, it's like a salesman comes to your door and instead of just telling him you're not interested, you let him go through the whole sales pitch and all of a sudden you tell him, yeah, I'm not really interested. Kind of a pain in the ass for him, kind of a you-know-what move for you. Let's go ahead and clear this up from the top. If you tuned in to hear spring training baseball talk or golf conversation at any point throughout the course of the show, you can tune right out. We will not even touch on those for a second here on Fox Sports Radio because we are into a thing called ratings. And so we would like to uh, continue our march towards greatness here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, my man, what's happening? <laughs> not a whole lot. I was going to say, if you want, we can quickly recap um, the Honda Classic. It Who was cares? it was down in South Florida. It was in West Palm, close to my neck of the woods. And, uh, Did you go to the tournament, huh? No, of course of my not. Ties? You know what the best part about it was? It was held at the uh, PGA National, which is actually where I had uh, my rookie symposium, right? Where, where basically, oh. you know, Chris Carter is famous for saying, you got to have a fall guy. <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all got yeah. a crew? Going to need yeah. a fall guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, uh, that is where th- that sort of conversation takes place uh, every once in a while in the NFL for their rookies, which uh, after this draft class, they'll get to experience those lovely lessons um, brought on by Chris Carter and many others. But, uh, yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind was um, a PGA National, played up in West Palm, rookie symposium. Do I have a fall guy? Like, that was literally how it all worked as far as my association with the PGA National. Who would be, like, right now, if you had to pick a fall guy in your life, like, who would be the guy? Like, oh, somebody man. in your life you could throw I, under the bus. I'm not going to say his last name. My buddy Jake. My buddy Jake. Okay. Um, the guy would take a bullet from me. We grew up together. Um, he would be the guy that would like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, what was it? The movie, the town when, yeah. when you kind of walk up and he just says, who's driving, you know, like you don't even need to tell him specifics. Jake is kind of that guy. He would be the fall guy. Okay. Who's your fall guy? Who you got? Oh, God, who, who's, who's somebody that I could do without, you know, 
That's how you look. I'm at gonna. It? Yeah. Not like be, who's most loyal to you. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, man. Probably Steve Desager. You know, I think I'm just wow. gonna know Steve Desager on National Update Anchor. He would make a great fall guy. I think that Steve, uh, because he, St- I have, I have confidence that any situation Steve could talk his way out of. Steve could make uh, a burning body interesting during a national update. He is that good. He's got the gift of gab. So I would no, go Steve to No one's doubting that. How's that helping you in a situation where you need to put the blame on someone else? Simply a stall job. Just stall long enough so I can get out of town. That's it. See, now now if I had to pick someone on, on our show, it'd probably be Bobo. Because uh, I, th- I think Bobo's got mm, my back. I racist. know which corner Eric Roberts is in, all right? Yeah. I, I know which team he's rooting for. Every time we play headliner live, <laughs> Every time it's yeah. over under, uh-huh. I know who Eric Roberts is rooting right. for. But Bobo, Bobo's got my back. By the way, I've got actual evidence. I've got evidence to prove my theory from a week ago that everybody on this show is out to get me and everybody kisses your ass. I've got evidence, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expose somebody on the show later on. I promise you. I've got evidence. I- I'm waiting to see that. Theory proven love correct. love to see it. All right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's get into this um, this Blake Bortles conversation, if you will, because I, I am interested to hear your thoughts on this, because um, Blake Bortles gets this contract, and the immediate reaction, because it's the name Blake Bortles, Everybody sort of, you know, kind of laughs at it and says, what the hell are the Jaguars doing? How the hell does Blake Bortles get this contract? Your initial thoughts when you saw the deal? Uh, not overly surprising because I, th- I thought when the news came out that he had, I believe, what, wrist surgery? Um, pretty late. I mean, after they lost in the AFC Championship game, it was, it was pretty late to then to all of a sudden decide. Like, usually if you have an issue like that, you're going to have it a couple days after your last game. Um, especially because Jacksonville would then be on the hook because they picked up his option for his fifth year. So they'd be on the hook for that $19 million. It would then become guaranteed uh, because he probably wouldn't be able to pass a physical. So I, I wasn't overly surprised because once I heard he, he was getting surgery on his wrist, and this was, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks after the AFC Championship game, I thought in my head, like, man, I, I, had, I had pins put in my right index finger and my throwing hand. I don't know if I could have passed a physical, per se, um, and been able to throw a football, right, and pass that test up to you know two and a half months, three months out of it. So there's no way if it's on his throwing hand, or even if it wasn't, if it was on his offhand and he had to demonstrate the ability to take a snap and then be able to hold the football functionally, you know, they were going to be on the hook for that $19 million. So all this really did was it ensured the, the Jacksonville Jaguars that they have the opportunity after this year if things don't work out a, to trade him and actually retain some sort of value for him, because if not, he would have been heading into free agency. So then they would have to deal with the whole franchise tag idea, uh, which I, I don't think they want to go down that road. Um, or, or B, they can keep him, and, and relatively cheap when you look at it, because I haven't seen all the details quite yet. Those will come out probably in the next week. But he only got seven and a half more yeah. guaranteed million dollars than what he was already scheduled to make in 2018. I actually think it's a good deal for him because it's a good more, deal for yeah, both. Yeah, the more I looked into it, I thought, and here's here's the my my original point on it because it's the name Blake Bortles. Everybody just kind of goes, "Oh my god!" Like you know, it's like I, I was telling this story this weekend. Like my dad, growing up, hated garlic and onions. If anything had garlic <laughs> or onions, he would refuse to eat it. But man, he loved Italian food. 
And I just want to like say to him one time, hey, dummy, what do you think's an Italian food? Okay, like American <laughs> Italian food, it's almost impossible for it to not have garlic or onions. But because he never knew the name, he was really good with how it tasted. It's like if I were to tell you that a team was less than a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl and they retained their quarterback who played very well in the postseason and it was a contract that enabled them to pay their Defenders, when their rookie deals come up, keep guys, the core of their team together, and also try and build around this guy. Everybody else would look at you and say, oh, that's a pretty smart deal. I get what they're doing. But because it's Blake Bortles, everybody piled on like it was the worst thing in the world. I actually don't think it's that bad of a deal. It's also the case of this. You know, and and you know, you're a guy who's dating out there. So I'm I'm gonna throw out the hypothetical you scenario for you. you. Who are you talking to? Is there somebody I'm else? I'm talking in the room? to you. I mean, who, who oh. else? I'm married. I got a kid. Got another one on the way. It's a whole different scenario yeah. as far as what I'm looking at. All right, but this is this is your hypothetical, okay? Right. So you're a uh, non-single guy, right? You you've you've got your girlfriend. You got your relationship, but you know, you look across the bar and you and you see something else, uh, and, and it may look better. You know, maybe the grass might look greener. But at the end of the day, you have more confidence in, in what you have going on in your life is going to be more successful than what may be across the room. And, and that's yeah. kind of what this is, too. If you look at the Jaguars and what they're able to accomplish in 2017, I think you keep the band together, uh, which they did. They extended Dave Caldwell as well as um, everyone else, for, for that matter. Um, but you, you look at what they're trying to do. is They're trying to keep it together to see what kind of run they can make this year. And to me, this contract is is – you know, really no different than what it would have been had they not extended him. It's kind of a one-year prove-it deal because that's what he would have been under. The only difference is now, depending on how that works out for Blake Bortles, the team has control to be able to deal him if they need to or be able to keep him, again, for relatively cheap and continue to try building to go to a Super Bowl. What, do you, what have you told me from day one since we started doing this show and we started talking about quarterback contracts and just kind of getting into NFL offseason talk? What have you always told me? What's the most important number to pay attention to in an NFL contract? It's only about the guaranteed yeah. money, the guaranteed dollars. And you know why? Because if you pay attention right now this time of year, a bunch of teams uh, have to make decisions on veteran players. Yep. And what happens is once that guaranteed money is done and they're going into a year where they weren't really, you know, they're not really owed much against the cap and, and all of that. I don't want to get too specific, uh, but those guys end up being cap casualties. So they're trying to make room for younger players and other guys who are going to need extended or are going to want more money. And those guys, they tend to move on from uh, because they all of a sudden become too expensive. And that's one of the biggest things why people see the 54 million, the three year, you know, three year deal, 54 million. Stop. No, 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 no. 26 and a half guaranteed is the biggest number to look at in this case. That's only seven and a half million, seven and a half more million than he was going to make anyway this year. And it actually puts him, from what I read, his guaranteed money puts him 19th in the NFL at quarterback. Like the, the money that he's going to get this upcoming year puts him at 19th, which puts him behind, I think, guaranteed dollars for guys like Mitch Trubisky and Jared Goff, who are on their rookie contract still uh, and being slotted there. Like, I, that's why I just. I think that a lot of this was because everybody just assumes Blake Bortles is the worst quarterback in the world. And I know that, you know, Chris Sims ranked him as the 70th best quarterback in the NFL on the Dan Patrick show, which is kind of funny. I mean, you know, you, you have fun with that. But I just I feel like this is about his name and the reputation that precedes him and less about the actual details of the contract. No, yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, like they don't want to actually read into the details of it. And I think the other issue is they're not taking uh, – they're not looking into enough of what he was able to do in the playoffs. He's and good. Whether, 
That's the problem is people looked at that first game versus Buffalo, and they said, well, he didn't really do much. You know, he, he rushed for more yards than he threw for. And that was the whole takeaway. They weren't like, well, wait, he, he led the team in rushing, by the way. And, and he helped. He didn't turn the football over. He helped his team get a win. Like, that was part of the game plan. Um, so, for whatever reason, like, no one looks into that. Then they don't look into the next week when they go to Pittsburgh, and he all of a sudden opens it up. And he starts winning in a different manner where the pressure's on him. He's able to push the ball down the field. He's able to make throws. And next thing you know, they're playing the AFC Championship game. And, oh, by the way, they almost beat the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah, and, and, and let's go back to that AFC Championship game, the final drive. The pass to Fournette that Fournette didn't lay out for. And then the pass that was batted down by Stephon Gilmore in that game in which I don't know what the hell he put in his shoes right before he leaped and made that play, but that looked like uh, video game stuff. Like I, I looked like NBA Jam, old school guy with flames coming out of the backside of him uh, making a play. Like if he completes that ball, Jacksonville's probably in the Super Bowl. So I, I, I just I, I feel like this is – because going to this year – I mean, man, he was bad. Like yeah. it, it, it was, a, it was a bad situation. One of the things that I asked you when we were talking about it when the news got announced on Saturday was, do you think this is an ego thing because of what is, uh, you know, maybe Caldwell looks at this the general manager and says, well, I don't, I don't want, I want to make sure I don't whiff on my first quarterback selection in the draft. So let's just keep giving this guy's opportunities. And you actually pointed something out to me that I found interesting. So uh, let's hold on to that because I want you to break this down for everybody. Uh, coming up next, okay? You good with that? Yeah, okay. of course. Because this is this is juicy information here. Do not go anywhere. <laughs> Brady Quinn's got it for you. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Before we get to break, um, this will determine whether or not Brady actually gives a crap about this show and you, the listener. Are you wearing your Uggs right now? Of course, there man. We are, we already talked about there this. It is. This Round was of applause, an Uggs man. Sunday night show. Okay? I got mine on, baby. I got mine. So no socks, Uggs. I take these off. I'll kill somebody. My feet smell so bad. But you know what? <laughs> it's it's the it's the risk you take for fashion, everybody. Fashion forward. That's the theme of this show. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Up next. Brady Quinn is going to tell you the harsh reality for one NFL general manager. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Keep my reaction on this song to myself. <laughs> What's that supposed to here? mean? <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. All I right. see what Bobo's doing tonight. I see what he's doing. Yeah. He's trying to put the listeners out there in the mood a little bit, you know? That's fine, man. Yeah, he is. Worked on me. <laughs> we'll leave that there. <laughs> we will leave the follow-up comments there. Uh, all right, so uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're going to get uh, less than 10 minutes from now. Or actually, right about 10 minutes from now. We are going to get to a uh, – there is a, a big story in the world of sports, right? A big story in the world of sports. And I think it is pretty overblown, and we will tell you why coming up here in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. But we did uh, I did tease this before we went to break. So we were talking about the Blake Bortles contract and all of this, and and I wondered just in kind of you know thinking about it and thinking about some angles on it and what to make of the, of the Bortles deal and, and the money and whatnot – and we both kind of agree, hey, listen, it's a good deal for both for both parties. Um, it's not really any anything that different from what he was already getting. Uh, his guaranteed money where it slots him amongst quarterbacks in the NFL is puts him at about 19th. Um, 
The other part of this that I thought of was, well, I wonder how much of this is maybe Caldwell, the general manager, thinking, you know, uh, I drafted this guy. I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to ride him out. Maybe there being a little bit of stubbornness. You pointed something out to me um, that makes sense that I think we kind of forget about in this in this whole scheme of things as to, as far as who who calls the shots there in Jacksonville. Just to explain why Caldwell really doesn't have much pull in this whole situation. Uh, I'll start off by saying this. I mean, Tom Coughlin's got a, a whistle on the sideline, so I, I wouldn't just throw um, – and this is during practice. <laughs> yeah, and, and, practice. and this is literally. That's not, not a figure of yeah, speech. Right? Like, don't picture him with, with, like, a whistle around his neck. Just go Google a picture of him with a whistle around his neck. That's actually what he looks like at their practices. Um, so it's, it's not just Dave Caldwell. It's also Doug Marone. Now, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't receive credit for what they're able to accomplish this season. Uh, but the truth of the matter is this is a team run by Tom Coughlin. The truth of the matter is when he took over, uh, or, or excuse me, when, when he finished with the New York Giants, took some time off, and then wanted to get back into coaching, I think he was going to have a hard time putting together a staff uh, and, and be able to coach, given his age, given you know some of those, those other assistants had kind of moved on, and, and probably not even quite sure how long he would be able to coach. And I, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars realized, too, um, he couldn't be in that sort of position, so maybe it made more sense putting him in more of an executive role where he could have hands-on, um, you know, a hands-on impact on the team, but at the same time have a, a different head coach, keep the continuity that Doug Marone had from already being there as the interim, and then keep the general manager because they, they felt like Dave Caldwell was a good talent evaluator. So at the end of the day, they have nice titles, uh, but Tom Coughlin still run the show. And, you know, I, I think if, if you're Dave Caldwell – you know, you might they want to take on the philosophy of, okay, I'm doubling down. Like, I would want to sign Blake Bortles to a deal because I drafted him. I was responsible for that. He had the power uh, over Gus Bradley. That's why he was able to survive uh, that firing. Um, so, you know, he, he, you could make the case that he wants to double down. I don't see it so much as that as all. I, I think this is a reward uh, by Tom Coughlin and, 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 the, and, and really the rest of the Jaguars' ownership to Blake Bortles. And, and, and more so than that, I think, again, it puts them in a position of power, which is a, a better, savvier move for a guy who's in a general manager position to kind of make him look good, not necessarily make him look like he's doubling down on a player he drafted. Uh, it might look like that on the outside, but really on the inside, this is a move that I think most general managers and front office folks say, nah, that's a good deal, because now the ball's back in their court as far as if Blake Bortles has uh, his best season of his career next year, and all of a sudden the Jaguars go back to the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl, he's going to get a lot of credit for extending that contract with Bortles and, and then having him under contract headed into 2019, 2020, where they're not all of a sudden going to be breaking the bank to sign him or having to franchise tag him. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. I was wondering about this too. So there's, like in every sport, there are organizations, front offices that people look at and go, that's a well-oiled machine. That's a well-run organization. I mean, it, whether it's basketball, the Spurs, um, the Celtics, yeah, Golden State, the Celtics are starting to get a little bit of that reputation with the chemistry between Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. Obviously, New England uh, with Belichick and how that has all worked out. Like in the NFL, and isn't this the time of year where the organizations that are on the same page seem to excel a little bit? You know, the ones that aren't like you started hearing stories like you hear stories sometimes like what happened last year where 
Uh, John Fox had no idea who the Bears were going to draft. And you'll hear these stories come out occasionally, like who are the organizations in the NFL that teams look at and go, that's well run. I mean, we know about New England, but who are the other teams? That's the hard thing is I don't necessarily know that you find a ton of other teams or organizations that have the same sort of model of consistency and the same sort of model of success. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are another one that you look at and you say, for for the most part, I think they've handled themselves in that way. Uh, And as far as talent evaluators, I think they've been able to find guys – um, you know, all throughout the draft to be able to you know, mix into their team, uh, integrate into their culture, and have success. So they're another team you could probably you know, uh, draw a comparison to. I, th- I think the Seattle Seahawks are kind of there too, even though um, you know, they've dealt with a little more adversity during the season. Uh, but I think if you look at John Schneider and Pete Carroll, man, those two are on the same page. And, and they know exactly what each is looking for. I think you look at their scouting department, they understand what their coaches are looking for from a fundamental standpoint, from a talent standpoint, and then really character too, right? Because um, this is what you miss out on. Like This is what people don't understand is going on right now. Teams just got done self-scouting, okay? So what they're doing before they look at free agents, before they look at the draft, they have to say, what do we need? What do we do well? What do we do bad? You know, what players should we move on from? What players do we need to try to keep? Um, so they actually evaluate themselves first. And that's the players on their current roster as well as themselves as coaches. You know, what they're doing wrong scheme-wise, what they need to improve upon. And then from that point, then you create a plan. Now, this is the, the big monumental moment where you have to have all hands on deck. Everyone has to be involved and has to share the same vision because now the scouts come into play, right? And those guys have to be, uh, you know, have an understanding of what exactly you're looking for from your free agents. So not just the height, size, measurables, their stats maybe from the year before, but what they're capable of doing, like the way they move, the way they block, the way they run routes and get in and out of cuts. All that stuff is being discussed right now. And then the scouts submit uh, you know, a different roster, per se, of guys who are potential free agents. Or, you know, for example, in the draft, guys that they should be able to look for all throughout the draft, your, your top-tier guys, uh, all the way down through guys who may be college free agents. And, and then the, the, the coaches go and they break down film. They start to get a feeling for some of those players to get a sense of whether or not they feel comfortable. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the exercise. It just comes down to which teams are able to effectively communicate that with their scouts and then all share that same vision. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it's like playing telephone, right? I, I don't know if you've ever played that game. When you're oh, like, yeah. When you're little, you, you say something into the cup, it goes around the circle, and all of a sudden it's, it's a completely different message. The bad teams have an issue with that. The good teams, it's the same consistent message all the way around. Did you ever, uh, were you ever the guy playing telephone in school where you, you intentionally gave the wrong message to somebody? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like oh, it, only, only when, like, you know, is that point when you're like in elementary school and you get the girl next to you is cute and you say something different, then you can kind of blame it on her. So then she's ostracized and like, yeah. she's like shunned from everyone else. So then you get the low key, like one-on-one time. You well, know? that's how I played it. Yeah. It's like, um, like if you started a game of telephone, like let's say I was the, the third person in a telephone game in school. And so the first person would whisper, Billy got $10 from his parents for his allowance this week. And the second person would go, Billy got $10 from his parents for his allowance this week. And then I'd be the third person and I'd go, Billy's dad is a meth dealer. And then you just continue (laughs) around and you see how far that got before somebody got confused. Was that wrong of me? 
don't know. I, I think it's I think it's terrible in the sense that okay. there's probably some kids who who like took that seriously and took that to heart, <laughs> and then all of a sudden some kid's yeah. childhood's ruined yeah. because everyone thinks their dad's a meth dealer, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they find out he was a closet meth dealer. Yeah, like, so hey. now the marriage breaks up, and now he's you know yeah. he's got a divorced parents, and it's a whole other set of circumstances. So yeah, you pretty much ruin some kids' lives most likely. Well, it all evens out in the end. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, we are. Oh, by the way, before we before I get to break, Brady Quinn will be having his explosive mock draft coming up this show. Now, are you ready to go? If we want to do it at the top of hour two, a half hour from now, are you ready to rock with your explosive mock draft, or do you need more time? Yeah, it's only ten players. I've I've already got it down. Okay, man. Uh, listen, I, I, hey, listen, just just running it by you. Just just okay. want to make sure that, that you're ready to rock. So Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft. And he termed that himself. That is not me trying to be dirty on you. He termed that himself this weekend. So his explosive mock draft coming up a half hour from now. Uh, right now, though, let's go to Steve DeSager to find out what else is going on in the world of sports. Good evening, gentlemen. You're familiar at golf tournaments with getting the whole guy after the tee okay. shot is made and somebody always <laughs> has to yell out. Well, today at the Honda Classic in Florida, one guy after Justin Thomas's tee shot, he actually yelled out, Get in the bunker! And the golfer did not take kindly today. He turned around, looked at the gallery, and said, Who said that? And you can kind of hear him say, Who was cheering for that ball to get in the bunker? Was that you, he says? Buddy, you're gone. And then he points him out to security and has the fan kicked out of the golf tournament. Who was who the guy? Which golfer did this? Justin Thomas, who eventually won who today's won golf yeah. tournament in a playoff. Yeah. He had a heckler thrown out at let one me, point. Let me see. How big is J- Justin Thomas here? He's not very big. Oh, okay. You yeah. could take him easily in an arm wrestling contest. Yeah. Now, I don't know about a fight because Bobo during the break was questioning your manhood since you're wearing Uggs. But... Well, listen. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm the only person in the history of mankind to ever win an arm wrestling contest with both hands hands tied behind my back so what was he think about it uh what else is going on steve (laughs) by the way your fall guy comments earlier in the show bobo and i were both thinking that you two should try that do something stupid (laughs) and see if we pick you up go ahead uh, that's true give it a shot the winter olympics closing ceremony was held this morning our time nearly three thousand athletes competed a winter record norway had the medal count uh, winter games record in fact they won that with 39 total medals germany with 31 canada 29 usa by the way 23 medals at these games including nine gold kevin harvick won the nascar race at atlanta he led over half the laps rain had delayed the start the Boston Bruins acquired Rick Nash from the New York Rangers. College basketball wins in the top 10 for Michigan State and Purdue. NC State has beaten number 25 Florida State 92-72. And in the late basketball, well, Houston's at Denver and also it's uh, Washington 19-18 over Philadelphia late first quarter. In that Houston game, Eric Gordon out due to illness. Rockets still up 30-17 to at the Nuggets late first quarter. Earlier wins for New Orleans in overtime for Charlotte and San Antonio. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Steve mentioned Rick Nash was traded from the Bruins uh, to, from the Rangers to the Bruins. By the way, yeah. Rangers and Bruins yeah. are NHL teams. For those of you out there, just want to clear that up. Those are hockey teams. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a, it's a hockey league uh, in the world of sports. Your brother-in-law is Jack Johnson of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, Correct. Now, Eric Roberts, our executive producer, he is our NHL insider here at Fox Sports Radio. We usually go to him for NHL uh, information once every three years on the show. 
Uh, Eric, when is the NHL trade deadline? Uh, it's coming up. When's that? Uh, the eighth, I believe. Okay. Coming so up, yeah. is Jack whoa, Johnson whoa. I nervous? I thought it was like the the twenty sixth. Thought it was like tomorrow. Or yeah. Something. There's a lot of movement going around. I might have mixed up uh, that one in the NBA. It's coming up though. They're both like the next week. Okay. Now is uh, is your brother in law? Is he concerned that he might get dealt from the Columbus Blue Jackets? Well, I mean, he did you know ask for a trade at one point. That's public knowledge. Um, so that's out there. Uh, I, so I don't know if he's overly concerned. I, I think. Anytime you're you're traded in particular midseason and you've got a family, you've got roots someplace, so it'd obviously be tough. Um, but again, it's about maximizing your opportunity when you're playing. I think a lot of people they they look at professional athletes and they think that there's some sort of um, I don't know onus to to stay with a team that you know signed them or that they've been with a while. The bottom line is you're being paid for your services, and you know it's only this this set amount of time in your life where you're gonna you're able to maximize your ability to do that. So you should typically take the best offer. If a team's not willing to pay you well enough and another team is, like I don't get why fans ever have a hard time with players leaving to make more money elsewhere. It's like your team had the opportunity. He'd sign to as good of a deal, you know? Well, the reason I bring it up is because Brady Quinn, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to try and orchestrate a trade that is only going to benefit you, all right? You, Brady Quinn, are going to be the only benefactor of this trade, and you have nothing to do with it. Literally, you have nothing to do with it, but we're going to force the issue here. We're going to try, and this will be a first on Sports Talk Radio. We will try to do that 10 minutes from now here on FSR. So, there it is. A little tease for you. Uh, what do you make of the college basketball scandal? The um, the uh, Arizona, uh, the, the $100,000 uh, payout, the Sean FBI, Miller, yeah. all, the, all that. So, where, where do you stand on this whole NCAA, everybody piling on college basketball? Where do you stand on all this? Well, the first thing is I think it's not a surprise to anyone. I think that's probably why you, you don't see a lot of people who are up in arms about hearing about this. Uh, this is now something that's probably been going on in college basketball and college football. Uh, it's just seldom that you see – uh, the FBI take more time on something like this as opposed to something else that's more life-threatening events. And I'm not going to go in more into that, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to me, it's not shocking. I just think that narrative that people think that, oh, pay the players, that will solve it. Uh, no, that will not solve things, okay? It, it doesn't make things any easier. And you and I were talking before the show, and I would sent you some quotes from, from Steve Kerr, and he said, why doesn't the NCAA just um, adopt the Olympic model, uh, which is basically this? You know, players could still receive money, not from the university, not from the schools, uh, but from Nike, Adidas, basically sponsorships, much like Olympic athletes do. And the only issue with that is this. Um, let me just ask you off the top of your head, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Uh, Notre Dame, who are they represented by? Um, like like who's, their, who's their, their apparel deal with? Oh, TB12. <laughs> no, I'm Adidas. Uh, Adidas. It's now Under Armour. It was okay, Adidas. Well. But, but for the, for, let's just say Adidas for that sake, right? So guess what happens then? Now all of a sudden players who are coming out of high school to go to either if they're college for one and done or college football, for example, now you've got Adidas, Nike, and Under Armour in a bidding war? Like, so now that's all of a sudden who's recruiting the kids, not even just the university. Because that's, that's on the backside of it. Because now if you're talking about sponsorships – um, now you're looking at players being, you know, recruited by essentially some of the, the top, you know, apparel or shoe companies out there. So that that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work either. And then there's people saying, well, just pay them, make them employees, right? 
and, and then you can pay them you know, however much and, and you give them their, their fair dues. Here's the issue with that. It gets really, really ugly because if you all of a sudden want to you know, pay college football and college basketball players, guess what they do? Well, all of a sudden they have a few injuries, and then they all of a sudden want some sort of benefits from that, right? Uh-oh, that's called unionizing. So once you unionize, then you have to have what's called a collective bargain agreement. Does this sound familiar? Because that's what you have in every professional sport. So who's going to be the president of that? Can you really elect a kid who's 18 to 22, much like NFL players? They have an active player who typically acts as their president. Then all of a sudden they have someone else on top of that that helps negotiate for them, like DeMarie Smith. Like You have to go through all these loopholes, and the only person, the only people it benefits, the only people are attorneys. All right, They're the only ones that continue to make more and more money because it's more billable hours. There'll be more lawsuits and things settled outside of uh, the realms of academia as well as college football or college basketball, off the court, off the field. And it only makes things worse. So at this point, like my best solution for this is you allow these players to have um, you know, money accrued into an account, not one that they can actually touch until they're done with their eligibility, until they either decide to go pro if you're college basketball or college football, or exhaust their eligibility. You keep jersey sales, name and likeliness, all that stuff. You give them that percentage, you have it in an interest-earning account, and they can tap into it once they're done playing um, in in their basically amateur athletic career. Uh, You give them a stipend, maybe a little bit more than what they're making, but you've got to figure out a way to make it even because the problem is in Southern Cal, you have a campus in L.A., it's much more expensive than South Bend, Indiana, for example. So then all of a sudden you're incentivizing players to go there because they might get a greater stipend than what they get if they went to South Bend, Indiana. And you can't just make it all about money. So that's the difficulty to all this is people think there's a simple fix. There's really not. No, there's not. not. It, there's really not. If anything, like my whole initial thought on it was because we don't know. Look, we don't know all the facts on this stuff. I know reports have come out, but people are disputing the reports. The Duke angle of this was comical because – Duke basically was in the report because some kid, his mom sat down with an agent. She didn't even eat, and the agent ran up a $100 tab. This is also the same guy. I was talking with Aaron Torres, Fox College Basketball Insider, this weekend on my show, and he was saying that this is the same guy. If we're really going to take this guy for his word, the guy in the Yahoo report, it's the same guy who ran up $43,000 worth of fake Uber charges. Like, like how's that even possible? You know, <laughs> like, like that's like, we're really buying all into everything this guy says. Like I, my, my initial thought was, okay, fine. If we're going to make a big reaction to all of this stuff, if you think that the system is broke and there needs to be some sort of a change or something, Maybe this does initiate change. Sean Miller aside, you know, he talked about payment, $100,000, all of that stuff. Like, that's a whole nether, nether ball game. I just think that there's, there's degrees to this and to try and jumble everybody together and say 20 schools were all found to be a part of this. No, come on, man. Like, it's, there, it's more prevalent than that. Yeah, it, it's more prevalent than that. And I also think there's different degrees of, you know, it, it would be like saying, um, you know, hey, we're, we're, you know, we're going to give you, uh, you just got caught speeding. Uh, we're going to consider that the same as manslaughter. You're all going away. Well, what do you mean? I, I, I was five miles over the speed limit, and that guy put a 12-gauge in another dude's mouth. Like, how, how am I doing the same amount of jail time as him? The, the other thing that you have to point out, too, is looking at the current structure and system. Uh, it's hard if you all of a sudden extrapolate basketball and football, right, from college athletics, because those revenue drivers for each of the universities help pay for the other scholarships, right? And Steve Kerr mentioned that, and that is, that is a good point um, as far as, like, his daughter, I, th- I believe, went and played um, college volleyball at Cal. 
and he had said, you know, hey, those those college and um, the college basketball and football, you know, th- those teams help generate revenue to pay for the other scholarships. So my daughter, for example, could go play college volleyball. And, and that is true. That is how the current model is set up based on Title IX. Um, and so the issue with that is if all of a sudden you pull out those two sports that are creating all this revenue, the university has to figure out other ways of then, um, you know, satisfying or, 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 you know, supplying scholarships for other sports, you know, other athletes out there. And I'm not saying that these universities are all of a sudden going to cry poor and have to cancel programs <laughs> and cut them out. Um, but maybe there are some universities where yeah. it might be like that. How and about that's, uh, Colorado and Washington State are going to have to start selling weed. <laughs> oh, are we still on the air? I know. I thought we went to break already. <laughs> I love how you only said Washington State. Like Washington is going to be a part of that too. Well, I don't know. But just even <laughs> figure Mike Leach. It kind of goes one hand in hand. I don't know. Just thinking. <laughs> just thinking. Um, but you get you get my drift. Yes. right? It, it all of a sudden it takes away from other opportunities for other student athletes, um, and and that that becomes a bit of an issue. So. You know, like like anything else in life, like it's not as simple as everyone out there and all all the talking heads want to make it. It's a much more complicated issue, and there's no easy solution. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, Brady Quinn and I are going to try and change the landscape of an entire franchise, maybe two franchises, and it was going to benefit Brady Quinn. All right, do not go anywhere. This is huge stuff. That's coming up next year on FSR. Jesus. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Bobo's got some plans after tonight's show. Yeah, there's something going on, man. In fact, he you just know, told no, me in the no, break. Knowing him, it's probably during the break. <laughs> he just told me during the break he was watching some college gymnastics. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. No, you can uh, say it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm shaving my game. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to hold off on that. Yeah, let's yeah. Put, uh, why don't we keep that for later on when people are intoxicated <laughs> and they don't remember what is being discussed. Uh, all right, so uh, Jonas Stocks, Brady Quinn here at Fox Sports Radio. So we're going to try and make uh, – I don't I don't want to say this is history because I think that the media sometimes pressures teams into doing things, but I feel like we could really do something. But it's something that could benefit only this show. Only this show and only one member on this show. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So normally, we do not talk hockey on this show. All right? And the reason that we don't talk hockey on this show is because we like ratings. And we also like our jobs. So we do not discuss hockey on this show. If you're wondering what hockey is, there's a black puck. People have sticks, and they play on ice, and they shoot things and goals. So all all that stuff, now that we've set that aside. But there's an element to hockey that would benefit our show, right? And here's where I'm going with this, Brady Quinn. Because I know you know where I'm going, okay? You you know exactly where I'm going here, okay? (laughs) You, You always know where I'm going with these stories, all right? So here's where we're at. So the NHL trade deadline is coming up on Monday. Now, Eric Roberts is our NHL insider here on the show, um, highly paid at that. And because he's our NHL insider, he is such an insider, he thought it was March 8th. Um, that <laughs> that should show NBA you, mode, man, okay? That, that should show you the well-oiled machine that is Knox and Quinn here on Sunday nights on Fox Sports Radio. But I have got a solution, all right? And it ties into something we've talked about. 
So, Brady, you all weekend long have been um, – you've been babysitting, right? Taking care of Sloan? <laughs> I wouldn't call that babysitting. Okay. She's my daughter. Like, okay. I mean, I, I've well, been being listen, a father. Yeah, okay. In his defense, I hate when people say that about it. We can't <laughs> I mean, babysit our own like kids. I, I, like, that's I, not possible. I punch well, the clock well, at a certain time and then punch out. Well, I mean, don't we all, though? Uh, so so you, you've been taking care of your daughter all week, and because your wife does other things and she works, it was your weekend with, with Sloan. Um, now, I know that sometimes those weekends go pretty smooth. I can tell by the tone in your text messages. And then I know sometimes <laughs> those weekends are brutal. It's like you uh, yeah. you stepped into an open elevator shaft and there were porcupines at the bottom because I know by the tone and the reaction and the delay of the messages I get in return. So I know I know to tread lightly on, on subjects like this. But I will say this. So the trade deadline's coming up in the NHL on February 26th, Monday here. Okay, so so tomorrow the trade deadline is here. Your brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, correct. He has yeah. already talked about wanting out of Columbus, wanting a trade. This is true. What do you say, you and I? Force the issue. How about you and I put such heat on the Columbus Blue Jackets as an organization? We'll even stir up bogus rumors about how unhappy he is, how bad the accommodations are in Columbus. Like, we'll start an S-storm, and we'll try and get him traded to the Florida Panthers. And that way, and guess what happens? You, my friend, have got yourself another babysitter, which means more time (laughs) to go out drinking. How about that, huh? That only benefits this show. We could sit here and do this about a bunch of different athletes from around the world of sports, and we would not see, we would not reap any of the benefits. But this, if we can somehow facilitate a trade from the Blue Jackets to the Panthers and your brother in law involved, next thing you know, you got a babysitter whenever you want. Whenever you want. I like it. So so we need to start this campaign. Yes. We, we need to – here's what we'll, we should brainstorm during the next break okay. so the next hour we can come up with a strategic plan of how we're going to badmouth Columbus. Okay. The other, the, the other thing we could do, because there's some rumors out there. And this is actually real. This is true. This, okay. this, is, this is real. This is, this is true stuff. Well, everything I said was just real, too. I mean, no, 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 I'm not to like take away from what yours was yeah. real, but like, there's rumors he might get traded to Anaheim. Okay, Anaheim, they're making a push to get him. <sighs> Imagine if he came out to Ooh. L.A., buddy. He's all of a sudden in Southern California. Oh. Maybe he could join the show. Maybe he could all of a sudden be in studio. How about oh, that? Oh man! And and we could uh, like we could go to an Anaheim Ducks game, and because we, we know a player, you and I could like drop the puck and like be part of that like intermission we thing. Could be where on they the shoot. Zamboni. Oh my god! Driving the Zamboni. <laughs> oh my god! I'm into it. Let's make that happen. You know what okay. we should make happen first, though. What's that? How about this? The first ever edition of Brady Quinn's explosive mock draft next. Yeah, two uh, Bud Lights, two uh, Jamesons when you get a sec. Thanks. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance, visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, Brady, this is, uh, this is big time here on FSR. All right, we we do this show every single week here on Fox Sports Radio, and the big in thing, or actually, I you know I don't know if it's if it's really an in thing because I don't know if I've ever heard anybody do this anywhere else on radio or online or on television. <laughs> but one thing Brady and I were getting together, we wanted to do something original, something you had never heard anywhere else in sports talk radio. So we came up with this idea, and I know it's going to sound stupid. 
and it's going to sound really, really crazy. But we were thinking about like doing a mock draft where Brady would try and predict what the top 10 of the NFL draft coming up uh, in about a month and a half or two months from now. We were trying to get Brady to do a mock draft. We don't know if it's going to catch on. We don't know if anybody else has really done it. Uh, but, Brady, are you confident in what you're able to put together here? Oh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. You know why I'm so confident, Jonas? Because this is 1.0, and I'll just do a thousand different versions. So by the time the draft comes around, one of those has to be right. Can we do okay? But can we do it differently though? I'm sick of the 1.0, 2.0 crap. Can we like do something different? Like, sure. um, could we go like, uh, you know, the Brady Quinn mock draft, um, like and put like a model number, like it's a cash register on the bottom of it, like the Z12 or something like that. Like, why the 1.0, 2.0? I really want to, I really want to spice this up and make it worthwhile. Or could we do all the numerals in Spanish? <laughs> like like Brady Quinn's mock draft if, dose. If, if you want to read them off in Spanish, that's that works for me. No, I can I don't speak Spanish. I thought you spoke a no. little bit. No, no, I no, thought no. you you had a listen. okay. Well, we won't get I am that. I am well versed in the culture. Okay, but the kind of culture I'm talking about, it's got nothing to do with education. Nothing. So I don't know how to count, and the only words I know are the bad words, all right? <laughs> So okay. you just uh, so don't worry about it. But we are we are ready to racist. go. Uh it's not a racist. Why, how am I racist? You know, Bobo, you're racist. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bobo's racist. <laughs> Unbelievable, like, calling me names. All right, uh, so here we go. It is uh, Brady Quinn's, what he is calling his explosive mock draft numero uno. Okay, here we go. The Fox Band is in attendance. They have, uh, they have strung the chords. We are ready to rock. Uh, let's get it started with number number one. I hate admitting this, um, but it's USC quarterback Sam Darnold. And the reason why I hate admitting that, obviously, is is my affiliation uh, with Notre Dame and that being a big rival. But in my opinion, I think he is um, probably the guy with one of the highest ceilings at the quarterback position in this draft. He fills the need for the Browns. And I think he's a safer pick. I think you look at the boxes you're trying to check off, the things you're trying to avoid – uh, to me, Sam Darnold is, is the safest pick at quarterback in this draft, and I think that's who general manager John Dorsey will select number one overall uh, this year because I don't believe that they'll address the quarterback position uh, with bringing in a guy like Kirk Cousins. Maybe A.J. McCarron, but that doesn't keep them from drafting Sam Darnold number one overall. <laughs> number two. Trade alert. All right? The New York Giants. <laughs> yeah! The New York Giants are trading out of the number two spot with the number six New York Jets. Oh, my God. Inner city trade? You only trade if you're trading up to take a quarterback. And so the Jets are going to select the other Southern California prospect, quarterback prospect, Josh Rosen out of UCLA. Probably the most ready to play right away. Beautiful throwing motion. Obviously very smart. Some injury concerns. Uh, but the Jets aren't that concerned. They're willing to trade up uh, four slots to the number two slot and take Josh Man. Rosen as the number two overall pick. They need a quarterback. Uh, this is the guy they're going to try to go with to see if he can help them be more competitive 
in 2018. A New York on New York trade on draft day. Could you imagine what that would do at the top of the draft? That would be unbelievable. If that happens, and, Brady and Quinn the, should be put immediately. He should already be in the College Football Hall of Fame. He should wait, be in and, there and immediately. Here's, here's the thing with the Giants. They don't necessarily need a quarterback. They've got Eli Manning, so they're good. And I think they've got other team needs. Offensive line, they could use a running back. So why not trade back? You're still going to be able to get a quality player at number six, and you get an additional pick to help build on your team. And for the Jets, you know, look, doing what you know they did last year, being as competitive as they were with that sort of roster, if they get a quarterback, a long-term you know, future quarterback, continue to build, Maybe that's the better way of going about it. And that would be the equivalent to Rob Kardashian trading Kim Kardashian his Adam's apple if that went down. <laughs> I mean, we are talking huge stuff. I've already, I'm already loving Brady Quinn's mock draft version Uno. Number three. The Indianapolis Colts have a roster that is devoid of talent. And this is a league referring to the NFL that's about passers and pass rushers. So you better take the best, and in this year's draft, it's North Carolina State's uh, defensive end, Bradley Chubb. The Colts need it. I know they have other concerns. You could you know, technically say they're secondary, in particular the cornerback position. You could say linebacker. You could even maybe say running back with as old as, as Frank Gores or even offensive line. But the problem is Bradley Chubb could have the biggest impact on the Colts' success in the future. And you could find some other quality players at those other positions later on in the draft. Number four. Who I believe to be the best overall talent and prospect in this draft. He goes number four to the Cleveland Browns. That's running back Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. They need a dynamic playmaker. Offensive coordinator Todd Haley, who's taking over now, calling plays for the Browns. He's going to look at him and think, man, this guy reminds me of one Le'Veon Bell. And you put him next to a quarterback like Sam Darnold in the backfield, that's a pretty potent one-two punch. And I think with all the different things that Barkley can do, the return game, catching the ball to the backfield, as well as running the football, it'll take some of that pressure off of a rookie quarterback in Sam Darnold. Number five. Possibly the most controversial pick in the entire draft. But look, John Elway is not scared to kind of create waves and take some risk. He did get rid of team favorite. I shouldn't say team favorite. Excuse me, fan favorite, Tim Tebow, in order to go after Peyton Manning. So guess what? He's going after one quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. They draft Baker Mayfield, number five overall. They love his um, you know, competitive spirit. They love the type of player he is. He's an accurate quarterback, and they feel like with his skill set, they can help solve some of their offensive line oh, issues because man. of his, his mobility. So he ends up going number five overall to the Denver Broncos. How about the fact that Baker Mayfield, if he gets selected that high, he's probably going to have tears in his eyes because he's really overly emotional, and he's going to He's going to be using the same hand to shake Roger Goodell's hand that he grabbed his crotch with not that long ago. <laughs> Anybody else think that, or is it just me? Apparently it's just me. All right. <laughs> Number six. So if you'll recall... The Jets traded up to take their quarterback, Josh Rosen, number two overall. So now it's the New York Giants that sit in the number six spot. And they need a tackle. They need one bad. Eric Flowers has struggled. So they're going to go with the tackle prospect out of Notre Dame, Mike McGlinchey. He's the best tackle prospect to help protect Eli Manning. 
and help get them more production in the run game. So it may not sound all that sexy, but to some people out there, some of those big guys, you know, they are kind of the sexier pick in the long mm-hmm. run of having more success. So it's going to be Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame at number six. Number seven. At number seven, the Tampa Bay Bucks could use a shutdown cornerback, and they are going to get just that in a guy named Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama. Ooh. One of the most versatile players. He can play cornerback. He can play safety. He can really play anywhere you want him to do, almost similar to Byron Jones, who came out of Connecticut that now plays for the Dallas Cowboys. So Minka Fitzpatrick, along with his defensive skill set, also will be able to help out the Tampa Bay Bucks in the return game. But he goes number seven overall to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You imagine those training camp battles against Deshaun Jackson and uh, Mike Evans. Oh God, I, I'm salivating at the idea of this draft. This better, this better happen. If it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> number eight. At number eight, the Chicago Bears could add another talented cornerback. And in this particular case, it's going to be Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. To be honest with you, it was tough for me picking between uh, Mika Fitzpatrick at number seven or potentially Denzel Ward. I think Ward goes to the Chicago Bears. I think he fits that scheme a little bit better. And I think he's going to help give them that kind of lockdown, shutdown defense that first-year head coach Matt Nagy is going to want to see. And he's probably the best overall talent sitting there at the number eight spot. Well, at least you didn't do what some people have done and say the Bears are going to take Calvin Ridley because they've got a wide receiver need. Yeah, that's a good idea because Kevin White worked out so well in the top ten a few years ago. <laughs> number nine. You just invested all this money in a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, in the offseason. He's your guy. The problem is you've got some holes on that offensive lineman. And the only reason this player isn't going higher in the draft is because of the position that he plays, and that's guard. It's, again, not the sexiest pick, but Quentin Nelson, probably the best offensive lineman in the entire draft and probably the number two overall prospect, in my opinion, next to Saquon Barkley at running back. It's Quentin Nelson, one of the more dominant players you saw this year. If you're going to go ahead and invest that type of money that you did in Jimmy Garoppolo, why not invest more in this draft and be able to take an offensive lineman like Quentin Nelson at that number nine spot. Now, mind you, it's it's between San Francisco and Oakland for the number nine spot, number nine and ten. So they'll have to flip a coin for this. But I'm going to go with the 49ers picking number nine as opposed to the Oakland Raiders. Number ten. And the number ten spot, something that the Oakland Raiders have been looking for for a long time, and that is an inside linebacker. Roquan Smith out of Georgia looks to be that part. He can play all threes down. down. Some people think that he's undersized. He's a sideline to sideline backer. He's smart. He's instinctual. He's good when he decides to blitz and bring pressure. So to me, he's the missing link, I think, for this Raiders defense to finally put it together and help Derek Carr be able to make make this Raiders team go on a run to the AFC Championship, and maybe even a Super Bowl. Oh, man. Give a round of applause for Brady Quinn, please. A round of applause. Brady Quinn's mock draft version uno. Version uno. As we are in mock draft season, nobody's ever done a mock draft in the history of sports radio or TV. The fact that that was the first and you included a trade between both New York teams, oh, my, I don't even know what to do with myself.
<laughs> oh, you man. Change your pants. We'll come back. We'll talk about it after the break. Oh, gosh. There, there's, so much, there's so much there. There's so much there that we got to get into. All right, so Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So Brady Quinn has got uh, – I've got some thoughts on his mock drafts. I think it's actually – I think it's not – that far. People will think that there's some far-fetched things going on in that top 10. I don't believe it to be the case. So we'll get to that next. Also, um, somebody just uh, kind of yelled something, and I was looking around to see who was in the building, and there was nobody there, which can only mean one thing. Oh. Live bet Jesus is next. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. The uh, music theme sure has taken a turn Ever since Bobo took over the show. Anybody else notice that, or is it just me? I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is always the type of music we play, it ha- right? It has been a while since Green Day. <laughs> yeah, let me tell this, you. This, I mean, Bobo's, Day, not, I been, Bobo's uh, not a fan of the Yacht out. Rock station. Yeah. Yeah. You know? like, uh, no, he's not I, listening to Jimmy Buffett. The, or, uh, hold on, hold the on. gin blossoms listen, were a long time ago on this I show. I listen to everything. Everything. Yeah. You know that, Jonas. He does. I listen to everything. Yeah. Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, everything. What? I listen Limp to all that. Biscuit. Why would you even drop Limp Biscuit? By the way, Linkin Park. Like that's even. Oh, come on, man. You see what I mean? There's, I can't win. No matter what I play right now, unless it's that tattoo. Who says Limp Biscuit? Like, what's the last time they you actually know what? came out with an album? You know what I'm going to find for you, Brady? I'm going to find Jonas's single, and I'm going to play that yeah. the next break. You play that single. His huh? single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find it right it. now. My single, man. What does that mean? You never heard it? You actually were in a band? Yes. Yeah. You never the heard it? The tattoo was oh, on his arm. Yeah. Dear God. You didn't know that? Do you know the no. name? What's the name of the band again? Do you know the name of my band? <sighs> Wham. I have no idea. No. Wham. Wham. It was George Michael and I. No, I'm being serious right now. Bobo, what was the name of his band? I'm. Was it? Disheveled. Disheveled. That's yeah. it. We got to find oh, it. I know it's on MySpace. I know for sure it's on MySpace still. That actually, I gotta work. that actually defines why you only have one. I mean, you're so disheveled, you only got one single out there. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't even get that many. Are you out of your mind? You know how many what copies you I have? Who home? else was with you? How many it's a band, band, man. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's different people in a band. It's not just you know, one person. I understand that. I mean, what are we talking about? It's like a three-person, four-person? It's a five-piece. Five you had a five-piece. Yeah, five-piece. Okay. And, and were you just like a lead singer? You didn't play yeah, any lead instrument? lead singer. I was a writer and a lead singer. I what can be play a writer like all of a sudden like no one else wrote in the band like you're gonna take no. credit for that. It's the truth. It's true. I was a writer. I was two of us wrote in the band. Uh, he wrote the music. I wrote all the lyrics, and I was a singer. It's a long so time you, ago. Man. So then, then let me ask you this because I always, I always wonder like anytime I see a band where the lead singer isn't playing any sort of guitar, is not playing an instrument. It's like how do you figure out what to do with the mic in your hands because it just looks weird. And then there's all there's other guys who have like kind of awkward dance moves or weird r- rhythm like yeah. how do you figure that out i mean listen man once the music takes over i mean your body just goes in ways you can't even explain man like it's it also uh, is this true because because boba was telling me that you used to just ne- you'd, you'd wear you know typically jeans when you'd perform mm-hmm. but you'd always keep your fly down for a reason is okay. that true yeah you know let me <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Why? Why you don't? Let me. I'm just. This is, I'm trying to let, confirm whether or not what Bobo said was because accurate. here's. Let me explain to everybody what's happening here. All right, so people can can be can be clued in on as to what is happening. All right, Brady loves to bait me into things. Okay, because he knows I can't resist the opportunity. <laughs> 
to throw myself <laughs> under a bus. He knows. Okay, so it's like your buddy's got a drinking problem, and you keep going into liquor stores to get lunch. You know, like it's kind of a like what could you really eat at a liquor store? You know, how many times can you get funyuns and and cheese its with dust on the wrapper before you go? Listen, man, he's just trying to see if this guy's going to buy a beer. That's what Brady's doing right now. He's trying to see if I'll buy a beer. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. All right, I refuse to do it. Okay. But it is true. Yeah, I did uh, all of that is true. I, I can't confirm that. Um, also, we should point out, we are going to play Headline or Lie coming up five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. If you've never heard Headline or Lie, it's where Brady and I compete against each other. And we try and we pair up with a partner. So if you would like to partner with either myself or Brady Quinn, 877-996-6369 is the number to do so. 877-996-6369. Headline or lie five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. You can team up with myself or Brady Quinn as we compete to try and fool you into believing whether or not a story is actual or it's a lie. So that'll be coming up five minutes from now. Uh, I do want to get to this, though, because we uh, we teased this uh, before we went to break. So the you had your mock draft. Brady Quinn, a few minutes ago, uh, had his explosive NFL mock draft version uno. Yep. And the big, the big, one of the big, uh, you know, stories in there. I think people, when this stuff goes out by Fox Sports Radio, that you have the Giants and the Jets making a trade. Very yep. ballsy because a lot of people don't include trades in their mock drafts. The other one that you included was Baker Mayfield going five to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard that they they do like Baker Mayfield a lot, and that that Elway is 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 a big fan of what Baker Mayfield's, you know, and and I, I've I've heard that as well too. What do you make, though, of these Baker Mayfield-Johnny Manziel comparisons that people just automatically assume because Manziel failed and had issues that Baker Mayfield's going to have issues, too? I think there's cause for concern with Baker Mayfield. Um, Look, clearly being in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, isn't always the place you should be drunk uh, running around being chased and tackled (laughs) by cops, okay? Um, Like when that sort of thing happens – and, and you know going into the next season, you're going to be one of the top teams playing for the national championship. You're going to be one of the Heisman frontrunners. Uh, why put yourself in that position? Like, quarterbacking isn't just about decision-making on the field. It's about decision-making off the field because you are the face of that franchise. And much like Baker Mayfield for three years was the face of Oklahoma football. So the fact that he couldn't understand that then in his last year – uh, playing at Oklahoma, you know, that's kind of alarming. And it, it draws comparisons to Johnny Manziel a little bit. Now, that being said, I think Baker Mayfield was a better college player. Um, I think when you watch what he does and how it could translate to the NFL level, uh, I think he operates in the system that Lincoln Riley had him in uh, pretty well. Whereas a lot of times you're wa- you were watching Johnny Manziel saying, your first read's open, your second read's open, what are you doing? Now, you're talented enough to run around at the college level and make a play, um, but then you get to the NFL level, and that's where you're really going to struggle. And that's where he struggled. Where you know, So Baker Mayfield has to learn from Johnny's mistakes. And I'll be curious to see if he can. Uh, because he, he, you know, even then, like going into the Senior Bowl, right? He was late going into the Senior Bowl. Said it was because his mom was sick. He left at halftime of the Senior Bowl. And i got to be blunt. There's some teams, some people that I talk to, and they're drafting. They need a quarterback. And they've taken him off their board altogether. 
just because of how he acted at the Senior Bowl. Really? And, so, and some of their concerns with him as far as how he would operate, his maturity level, and all of that. And, 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 and even some teams are a little bit concerned of his ability to translate from what he's been able to, what he's been doing at Oklahoma and being asked to do, and what he can do at the NFL level. Well, now, okay, so so you've heard now how many? What are we talking? Is this all smokescreen? Is this draft day smokescreen stuff, or do you actually buy that teams have already removed Mayfield from their draft board? I absolutely buy it because no team, especially one that has maybe some old school talent evaluators, wants to fall in the footsteps of the Browns and draft a kid who is kind of questionable, especially when you have other uh, you know, prospects in this draft at the quarterback position that you probably feel good about, right? I mean, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. You know, Lamar Jackson, you could say, is, is maybe more of a, a little bit of a project, but um, you put him in the right system, he can make it work. And when do we ever hear about off-the-field issues with Lamar Jackson? You know, he's been the face of Louisville and really put them on the map since Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, he's another one. Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Uh, you can continue to go on down the line. There's a small school guy named Kyle Laletta. Uh, he, he could be a guy that's a second-round guy that you end up hearing earlier than people realize out of Richmond. So there's a number of quarterbacks you could throw down uh, in this draft, and it's it's kind of different. When you think about like Johnny Manziel's year and that year of quarterbacks, uh, a little bit of a, a different story as far as looking at some of the prospects uh, in comparison to how many there are on this year and, and maybe a little bit less of a risk. Oh, boy. I knew it, man. I, I was thinking, like, okay, we're getting pretty late in the segment. No way this guy's going to get it in before. Like, no way Live Bet Jesus is going to make an appearance before we go to break. But, in fact, here he is, folks. Uh, so the lights are completely out in the studio. Can't see a damn thing. All I see is a light shining into the studio. Now, let me explain this before the paper arrives here on the desk. Live Bet Jesus is a character on the show that makes an appearance every week. I've never met him. Brady has never met him. I don't know what he looks like. I don't even know if it's a human being. All I know is that he claims to be at the sports book in the sky. And while we do shows on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday night, this guy makes live bets on sporting events. He has been red hot as of late. He has been on fire as of late. And so here it comes. The piece of paper is floating down onto the desk. I wish you could be in studio with me. I wish you could be in here for two reasons, to see this all transpire and to smell my feet after I've been wearing Uggs for two hours. (laughs) I wish you could all be here. But here we go. The uh, piece of paper has arrived on the desk here at Fox Sports Radio. If you think I'm making this up, I've got the proof here. All right, that is not a pigeon. Flying at you in your car as you're driving on the road somewhere on Fox Sports Radio. But here we go. Let me open it up. This according to Live Bet Jesus. I have not seen the contents inside. I will simply open this up. All right, here we go. It is this evening on February the 25th, 2018, that I, Live Bet Jesus, proclaim the Denver Nuggets plus 11 and a half against the Houston Rockets. So there it is, the Denver Nuggets plus 11 and a half. That is the pick according to Live Bet Jesus. Uh, the Nuggets are an NBA team, for those of you not familiar or coherent, and uh, they are playing the Houston Rockets right now. So that is the pick according to Live Bet Jesus. So you know, it's such an interesting pick it because is. you would have thought that, you know, that like a national game on right now is the, the, um, 
is is Washington taking on the 76ers. About so that. you would have thought that like maybe you would have picked a game that everyone can watch instead yeah. of some obscure game like the Houston Rockets Probably taking on the Denver Nuggets. Probably would have made more sense. Yeah, now that I think about yeah. it. But again, I mean, I don't have any control over this. I don't make the picks. It's just uh Well, you know, he's probably them. scared because you know the, the Washington's up big and you know, you've got the 76ers yeah. in a position where they can make a run all of a sudden that it ruins that, you know, it's could be all of that. I, I see why uh, yeah. LBJ stayed away from it. He, yeah. he went with a conservative pick where if it goes bad, no one's going to see it. Yeah, really. that could be all of that, huh? Could be. More pot shots. I get it. All right, so keep picking on a winner. That's fine. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Headline or lie is next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager. All right, we'll get to the NBA in a moment. A couple serious notes. First off, TMZ Sports reporting on the Jonathan Martin saga that law enforcement sources tell it that the ex-NFL life had a gun in his possession when he was detained by police on Friday after he posted a photo on Instagram showing a shotgun and ammo and a threatening message. TMZ is told that cops believe Martin had recently purchased two weapons, one of which matched up with the gun in the post. Multiple sources tell them that Martin is currently undergoing a psychiatric evaluation. And longtime sports agent Dan Fagan has died this morning when his SUV was hit by a bus near Aspen, Colorado. His former NBA clients included Dwight Howard. Howard, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and others. Fagan was 56 years old. On court in the NBA right now, nine minutes to go, third quarter in D.C., Washington ripping the 76ers, 71-50. to And for the Rockets, James Harden has 32 points. Houston is up 80-69 to at Denver mid-third quarter. Earlier wins for Charlotte, San Antonio, and for New Orleans in overtime. New Orleans winners of five straight now. Got a victory at Milwaukee, 123-121. Drew Holiday with 36 points. College basketball, number two, Michigan State, 68-63 winners at Wisconsin. Miles Bridges in Michigan State, cleared by the NCAA, did play, and he went three for 15 shooting from the floor. Ninth-ranked Purdue finished tied for second in the Big Ten Conference after an easy win over Minnesota, 84-60. NC State upset number 25, Florida State. In golf, Tiger Woods finished 12th place at the Honda Classic, even par. Kevin Harvick, the NASCAR winner. And guys, for what it's worth, as the Winter Olympics have officially closed, closing ceremony. Thank was God. held this morning our time. Lou <laughs> uh, Nanny in Minnesota on radio this month, a hockey legend there. During an interview on radio, says Jared Allen, the former NFL defensive lineman, was a frequent visitor to the St. Paul Curling Club during his time with the Vikings, and that Allen, who lives in Nashville, is trying to get a rink set up there, and that he told Nanny that he, Jared Allen, is giving himself four years to make the Olympic curling team for <laughs> what it's worth. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Steve. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, alongside Brady Quinn here. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Just go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, right now, it is time for something we do on the show every single week, and it's time for this. News. Turn on the news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. All right, here's how it works. Brady Quinn and I have concocted several headlines apiece. It's either an actual headline or it's a lie. Hence the name headline or lie. Originality is really big on this show. So we are going to pair up with two participants. The phone lines are jam-packed. I've never seen phone lines this busy here at Fox Sports Radio. Whew. Really tough to get through here right now on this show. Uh, but let's go to line number 563 
where Rod is listening in Louisville. Rod, what's happening? Hey, Rod, are you there? <laughs> this is Doug. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why it uh... – <laughs> that, that works too. Now, Doug, are you in Louisville or are you in uh, South Carolina? I'm in Columbia, man. Go Gamecocks. All right, man. Oh, go Cox. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So Doug, uh, Doug is in Columbia. So you are on line number five hundred and sixty-three. We got it mixed up. Oh, I uh, made it. Yeah, yeah. We got it. We got you're on actually line five hundred sixty-four. We thought you were on five sixty-three. That again, that's just confusion here on our part. I mean, a thousand phone lines show this busy. It's Sunday nights. Obviously, primo real estate on radio. Uh, you can imagine why there's a mistake being made. All right. So we have got Doug in Columbia. Doug. You've got your choice. You can team up with myself, or you can team up with Brady Quinn. Who do you want? Man, knowing you're knowing you're uh, at least a semi Gamecock fan, I'm going with you, Jonas. All right, you better. Whoa, believe Doug, it. Doug, just just so you know, it's not semi. He is full on. All right, all right, he is good. full on. He is hard for the Gamecocks. <laughs> hard for the Gamecocks. Hard for the Cox. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Well played there, Doug. You too, Brady. Nice work, guys. All right, uh, we go over to line number 564. Is this Rod in Louisville? Yes, it's Rod in Louisville. All right, Rod. So, Rod, is. you've got no choice um, but to uh, to team up with Brady Quinn. Are you good with that? I am because he went to my high school in Dublin, Ohio. Yeah, who cares? There we go. And, Rod, by the way, I won last week. I need you to keep the streak alive, my friend. I will do my best. All right, so uh, so I I have got uh, Doug in Columbia, the pride of the Cox, and Brady has got the his pride. rod here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> so here we go. We are ready to go. This is how it works, guys. I am going to read my headline or my lie to Rod in Louisville. All right, you're going to tell me whether or not it's a headline or a lie. If you get it correct, you get the point. If you don't, you get no points. Then Brady will take his turn reading to my partner, and then we'll see how we shape out, and then we'll explain the overtime rules. Should we get there? I doubt it's going to go that far because this is going to be a beating. I'm going to hand Brady Quinn right now on the show. All right, so uh, you ready for this, Rod? Yes. All right, so here we go. Rod, headline or lie? Police in Columbus, Ohio, are on the lookout for two women who assaulted a family dollar store employee with a wet floor sign. A lie. Yeah! Here we go. All right. Already on one, Brady. How's that taste? Well, Rod, all I can say to you is this. I I thought it was going to be a lie, too, and then it took a turn where it got actually pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, advice for the future ones. Let's go, Doug. A little bit. All Let's right, go, Doug, Dougie. here we go. Are you ready for this, Doug? I'm ready, Bo. Completely average skier works the system and lands a spot in the Olympics. Oh, lie. Nice work, Doug. That's no. actually a headline, Doug. Uh, she got in. I, I can't remember the exact name of it because it's the Winter, Winter Olympics. Who knows? Um, but she actually just went through like a half pipe skiing, and all she did was not fall down. Yeah, and she was able to qualify for the Olympics doing that. Yeah, what a sport, man! What a what a sport and what an event! I'm sure glad everybody uh, gets emotional. Uh, couldn't we all though? All right, so uh, Rod, you're next up here. Uh, we are scoreless in a in a just a a star studded affair here on Fox Sports Radio of Headliner Lie. Rod, here we go. You ready for this? Yes. All right, Headliner Lie. In response to the wiretapping story on Arizona head coach Sean Miller, former Louisville coach Rick Pitino sent a tweet out that read, quote, $100,000 would buy a lot of hookers. 
That's a headline. <laughs> oh, come on, Ron. <laughs> really? Are you serious? Unbelievable. Ron, are you see you're in Louisville? You're in Louisville and you bought that. Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? Rod, have you been drinking today? No, the question's <laughs> not what's wrong with me, what's wrong with Rick. Yeah, okay, well, oh, that's that's actually valid. Well, I don't that know. is I, true. I, let, let's call the Italian restaurant All to right, find baby. out. <laughs> All right, Doug, you ready? Dude, is mine going to be that easy? <laughs> no, I don't think so. We'll see. Okay. Here we go. Well, let's do it. California man caught siphoning gas trying to go see Black Panther <laughs> for the third time. Man. Hey, side, side note, Bobo <laughs> loves Black Panther. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. What the hell? All right, I'm going to go lie again, man. That's crazy. No. Yeah, there it is, baby. Oh. We're on the board. We're on the board. All right. All right, here we go. Rod, you uh, you ready to uh, to lose again? You ready to get this in uh, this thing wrong? Yeah, All right, I do. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Headline or lie? A Canadian skier was arrested at the Winter Olympics over the weekend for stealing a car and driving drunk. I'd say that's a headline. Damn. Damn. That away, Rod. Way to respond, baby. Damn. I thought for sure that was going to get him. All right. Here we go. Come All on, right. Dougie. Doug, right. you ready? Yep. Breaking. Blake Bortles gets back together with former UCF girlfriend Lindsey Duke after signing extension with Jaguars. That's, that's so lame. I, I'm going to go lie again. All right. Yeah. Dougie's on fire. Now, listen, yeah. uh, side note, he should, okay? He absolutely <laughs> should do that if his eyes are working again. I think that should be uh, something he should consider. I feel like that is some sort of correlation to touchdown to interception ratio. I believe like so. Like he had a pretty good one this year. Maybe yeah. his decision making is getting better. <laughs> I, I believe so. Boy, did he fumble that one. All right, uh, <laughs> over to uh, Rod and Louisville. Rod, here, here's the deal, man. If you don't get this correct, it's over. All right, that's a wrap. I so, understand. So the pressure is on. Are you ready for this? I am. All right. Headline or lie? An Ohio man who moved to Fort Lauderdale was found wearing his wife's clothes by a DirecTV employee there to do an installation recently. That's a lie. <laughs> Damn it. I have AT&T, by the way. <laughs> Damn it. All right, Doug. Damn. Come on, Doug. Here we go. Let's do it. Tiger Woods hits tee shot that grazes Duck in fairway. Duck was unharmed. Oh, headline, baby. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Keep squeezing him there, Dougie. Keep squeezing him. The game, not not the, you know. All right, so, so here we go. All right, so, so Rod, pressure's on again, man. Pressure's on. You need to get this correct in order to uh, continue to stay alive in this game. Are you good? I'm good. All right, here we go. Headline or lie? A 64-year-old Florida woman was arrested recently on a battery charge after after catching her fiancé watching porn. That's a headline. Damn. Yes. That away, Rod. Rod, you're very clutch right now. I just want to say I really appreciate it. Hey, Dougie, Dougie, get this correct. This game's a wrap, baby. Yep. All right. Doug, you ready? I am. Mel Kuyper Jr. releases Mock Draft 2.0. An Oklahoma fan sends death threat due to Baker Mayfield's ranking. Oh, God. Uh, I'm an Alabama fan and a Carolina fan. And that, 
I know Oklahoma fans are so stupid that they would do something like that. Uh, it's a headline. Ah, uh, man. Yes. Come on, Doug. First of all, let's not even get into the fact that you're an Alabama and a South Carolina fan. Jesus. Um, all right, so here we go. Now it's it's, uh, it's time for sudden death overtime. It's the second week in a row, yeah, Here's man. Here's the, how the tiebreaker works. I'm going to read the headline or the lie. Your, your name is your buzzer. First person to ring in will have the opportunity to guess it. If you win it, you win it for your team. If you miss it, the other team wins. You guys good on this? Yep. Yeah. Right, so here we go. The XFL has announced it will televise team bathroom breaks to give viewers a real inside look at football. Doug, right. All right, Doug in South Carolina. Doug, to win right. the game for right. myself and you. Doug, what is the answer, headline or lie? Lie. Yeah! That's a wrap. Yeah! <laughs> Eat that. Eat it. Bingo, bango. You know what? All I can well say earned. is... I, I love when these goes to overtime. I won last week. You won this week. What I love about it is we at least get to read all of our headlines or lies. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's really all I care about. <laughs> At the end of the day, I just want to make sure <laughs> our glorious headlines or lies get to all be read, and I obviously enjoy the additional <laughs> tiebreaker. It. So. It's wonderful. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, another interesting angle to the NFL Combine. We'll tell you what that is next year on FSR. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, so here's the situation. I promised you before we went to break we were going to get to uh, another interesting angle to the NFL Combine. Uh, we are short on time so I because I, I want to dig into this because I want to pick Brady's brain on a couple of things. So we're going to get to that actually less than 10 minutes from now, top of next hour. Um, we will get to that story. Uh, let's catch everybody up to speed as to what the hell is going on in the show. This show's been all over the place. All right, first and foremost, <laughs> first, first and foremost, let's start with this. Live Bet Jesus has made his pick for the night. All right, he made an appearance earlier in the hour. Live Bet Jesus, who is a character we've never met, he what, bets what was on the games. Bet? It's uh, the Denver Nuggets plus 11 and a half. That was his pick. That it's was close, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's what, 94-83? It's, like it's at 13 now. Now, I'm not stressed okay. out about it because it is not me and it's not my money. Regardless of what anybody thinks, uh, that they try and accuse me of, of making these, these selections, that is not me. All right, so Live Bet Jesus has made his pick, so everybody should be rallying around the Denver Nuggets plus 11 and a half hosting the Houston Rockets. Here's the other situation. Brady Quinn's brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, okay? Not the not that uh the uh the singer, not that, the singer. Yeah, 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 that guy stinks too. The banana um, pancakes guy. Yeah, not, he's not he is not good. That uh that surfer hippie uh where people like uh sit around and playing on Dewey Beach yeah, in they, Delaware yeah, somewhere. Like they uh like, hipsters. like people sit around and they wear like a uh, Sperry top sliders and board shorts and they they kick hacky sacks around. And they drink like the little mini Coronas because the big ones will get them too wasted, bruh. You know, that whole crew. They love Jack Johnson. <laughs> Not that guy. That guy stinks. We're talking about Jack Johnson, the hockey player. Okay. He plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Brady Quinn, that is his brother in law. We are trying to get Jack Johnson traded before the deadline on Monday to either the Florida Panthers, so Brady has a babysitter all the time, so he can go out and drink, or. <laughs> 
to the Anaheim what? Ducks. <laughs> you make it sound like I'm some sort of like alcoholic over here. I know. Or or It'd be to nice the family close. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know? Yeah, that too. Uh or or we want to get him traded to the Anaheim Ducks because that way Brady has an excuse to come out to LA more and we can do the shoot show in studio together and then we can like maybe play Edward Forty Hands during one of these shows and really have a good time. So, we we are we are selfishly trying to dictate somebody's career and where their family moves just so it benefits the show. These are all huge, huge, important notes that we needed to get in here. So yeah, a lot going on, man. We, we got them in. We got them in. And, <laughs> and just, by the way, you won headliner lie. I, I did. Got to admit that too. I did. So, uh, so it's been a victorious night already. Uh, and uh, not that I care, but if the Denver Nuggets could pull through, I'd really like to pay my bills. <laughs> so we've got, uh, there. there's kind of an unfair Thing happening to somebody in sports it's not very fair and we're going to stick up for somebody who probably doesn't need our help in sticking up for himself but we're going to do that here coming up in just a couple of minutes that guy's brady quinn i'm jonas knox this is fox sports radio we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote so we've got a nfl combine stuff uh, coming up here in just a minute but um i am being harassed by other members of the Fox Sports Radio family. Now, hold on. Is this in regards to a live bet that is currently placed that that should actually, you know, be finalized in in, in this hour, right? Yes. Um, And anytime Denver wants to get a stop on defense, you guys just let me know. Let let me know when that happens. What's the situation of the game again? What's the bet? 11 and a half, is that right? right? So so for people that are not familiar, Live Bet Jesus is is someone who appears on our show. Brady and I have never met him, but he selects one game each night that we do the show on Sunday nights, and he makes actual bets. I mean, these are live betting lines that are offered up by sports books. He finds a game. We have no idea who, it, like, what he's going to pick. I've never even seen the guy. A piece of paper just appears on the desk, and I'm told to read it or else. And I don't even want to know what or else is. So, <laughs> I, if, I mean, I don't know. Because trying to get through the park, uh, those hippies doing yoga on Sunday nights is a pain in the ass. I don't even want to know what live bet Jesus has got in store with the or else stuff. But – he made a pick earlier that he likes the Denver Nuggets plus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. They are down 14 with under seven minutes to go. So this is getting down to the wire, right? But the problem is Denver uh, apparently has decided not to play defense. Um, I, I get this strategy. I know why he would take, he would take Denver against Houston. Houston's Wait, obviously so a much better team. Can you explain it to me? Why did he choose to take I, this I, matchup? I think he anticipated that Houston playing at altitude was going to gas out late in this game. A, a, oh, an up-and-down so team. Was, and that makes sense. Yeah. That's a great strategy. It yeah. is. Um, so I, that would be my guess. All right? But again. See, I thought it was one of those uh, like downside risk was, you know, if he loses it, no one's going to see it because it's not nationally televised like – um, you know, Washington playing Philly right now. Yeah, I mean, and he did not just pump his fist because uh, Denver might have a three-point play coming up. He didn't do that either. So so that is that situation. So I, you know, I was being harassed by Tom Looney, Fox Sports Radio host here. Uh, you hear Tom with JT the Brick during the week in this time slot here on Fox Sports Radio. And um, Tom, who's a bully <laughs> and a bit of a radio and speech blowhard, Tom decided to take a video criticizing how I read what Live Bet Jesus sent me. Um, so I don't know if Tom is still listening to this. I don't know if he is still hearing me. But if he is, F you. Then I also received another text from Arnie Spanier, who was on after us. Arnie Spanier, who's got OCD, 
Uh, about 10 minutes from now, he's going to call the studio line to make sure they connect with his ISDN because he's got OCD and he's like uh, Jack Nicholson in the movie As Good As It Gets. Aye, aye, aye. He's got he's to keep locking the door three times before he can leave. <laughs> he's a nut job. Arnie, when he found out your brother-in-law was Jack Johnson, yeah. tried to text me to ask me to see if you can ask your brother-in-law to get Arnie's son a tryout with the Columbus Blue Jackets because his son plays hockey. All right. We're trying to do a live show here. I'm being harassed by Looney about a live bet in something I'm just reading. I'm reading as is, and I don't want to screw up any of the, of the language on, on the letter that is sent me. And then Arnie Spanier is using me to get to you, to get to your brother-in-law, to get his son a tryout with the Columbus Blue Jackets. While we're on live. Yes. Like and we're, while we're doing a radio show. And never mind the fact that this whole show is dedicated to you and I trying to get Jack Johnson traded from the Blue Jackets before the deadline to either the Florida Panthers so you have a babysitter or to Anaheim or the LA Kings so you and I can hang out more. Yeah, like, Clay- come on. I mean, this, this is it's, it's incredibly disrespectful. It's unprofessional. Yes, and and I wouldn't expect anything different. Yeah, I'm I'm totally disgusted by it. Totally disgusted by it. So we transition from that to a guy who grabbed his crotch during the season, uh, Baker Mayfield. All right, Baker Mayfield, who uh, oh everybody is comparing to Johnny Manziel. And I wish people would just come out and just say this. Yeah, you know he's got the same size, and we kind of see you know he's mobile, and you know Texas, you know guy and brash and very cocky why don't you just come out and say yeah they're both white okay that's really where the comparison is <laughs> like they're both white and they play quarterback like this this whole idea that they're the same guy i don't necessarily buy into but one of the things i will say because you did your mock draft your explosive mock draft earlier explosive. in the show yeah i'm, gl- I'm glad you remembered that too because yes. i i came on the overnight show you asked me in one word how would you describe it and i said explosive and, and you've kept that that to be a well, running theme so listen, thank you the last thing i want to do is forget anything that we have planned on this show because that would really suck like, and the any, weird thing yeah. was is before we I, I actually came on air with you for the interview yeah. you had said that like you had chi cheese before the show and you had used the word explosive <laughs> okay. in regards to Fair something enough. else that yeah. was going on yeah and that, that was the first thing that came to my mind yeah I, i'm surprised you couldn't tell by the acoustics i was actually doing the show from the bathroom like I didn't, I didn't know. I'm surprised you couldn't tell that just from listening. You being a broadcaster and all, but like the worst thing to ever do is to have a something something planned for a show and then to completely forget what you were gonna do. Like that that would be the worst thing to do. So I wanted to make sure I did not do that because God forbid that would ruin a whole you know, segment. We could, but here's the thing: if we wanted to do a segment on something like that, I'm, I'm sure a <laughs> true sure professional could. could figure it out. I, you know? I, I'm sure we could. Um, all right, this this uh, this segment is layered in inside jokes that nobody is understanding uh, the general audience. Let's just put it this way: somebody on this show forgot a bit they were going to do, and uh, that left the segment <laughs> open, and we were scrambling. All right, so we'll just well, leave maybe it at someone's that. dealing with CT. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Um, but we can address that later on. Uh, so so here's the situation with Baker Mayfield. Like like you you were saying that people have already people in the NFL have already taken him off their draft board. All right, which and I like Baker Mayfield. And I hope he does well because I thought he was good for college football. I didn't really have that much of an issue. I had more of an issue with the guy who refused to shake his hand than him grabbing his crotch. He's got outbursts, uh, but but I thought he made college football that much more exciting this past season. The other part of that, I don't feel the least bit bad for him if teams take him off the draft board because he kind of did this to himself, man. I mean, yeah. he, he, he put himself in these situations, and I'm curious to see when he gets into a room and they're interrogating him at the combine or, or at these evaluations like you have been through, 
How is he going to react when they start asking him the hard-hitting questions? Because you, oh man, they're going to test him. That's what I'm saying. Like, so what is that going to be like? Because you have gone through those to where you even got heated one time, and you didn't, you weren't caught on video running from cops with food on your shirt in Arkansas. No, and and what they're going to do is much like the players at Kansas, right? That was the game when he was in Lawrence, Kansas, grabbing his crotch because it all started when they didn't want to shake his hand at the coin sauce, okay? And whether whether you want to make the case that he was in the wrong or they were in the wrong, either way, that shouldn't be your reaction, okay? And I know there's a young uh, demographic out there who's like, no, that's cool, man. He was out there kicking their butt and grabbing his crotch. He can do whatever he wants, Come on, dude. Like we're, we're talking about the face of an NFL franchise, a billion-dollar organization. No, that's not what you want to be doing for all the young kids out there that you're supposed to be a role model for, okay? So regardless of, of you know what people want to look into that as it being competitive spirit, it's not what NFL franchises want. And I'll tell you something else. They sure as heck don't want a you know franchise quarterback responding to every negative thing that's set out you know, on, on, on Twitter about him, or that's, that's put on the internet about him responding on Twitter. Cause that's what he's been doing yeah. too. You know, someone threw out a mock draft and I think it was Bucky Brooks actually with the NFL network kind of gave his analysis of Baker Mayfield. And he all of a sudden started tweeting at him. And, and the problem with that is, and that's the last thing you want to do. Like if you're a prospect in the NFL, if you're going to be a quarterback, you have to have laser focus. You have to put the blinders on. There's everyone who's going to be telling you, you know, how bad you are on your bad days and so many people glorifying you on the, on the good days when really you're getting too much credit or too much blame either way. That's the life of a quarterback. If you haven't learned that by now, you're probably going to have a hard time learning it in the NFL. And I think the biggest question a lot of teams have is, you know, with, with and I don't know if you, do you, ever, do you ever have friends like this where it just seems like they always are the person that their car breaks down or they lose their yep. phone, yep. or something always happens to Accident them. Accident-prone, and at a certain point, it, it's, it's no longer clumsy. It's just you set yourself up in bad situations. And that's what yeah. people think right now about Baker Mayfield. And so he's got an opportunity. He's going to have an opportunity to go into the combine for these little short interviews, and he's going to have an opportunity to prove some of these people wrong. And, and with, with the ability to talk with them, the ability to be grilled by them, and we'll see how he does. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing he has to prove – uh, to all the naysayers out there. And they'll continue to keep doing their due diligence. They'll do their background check. They call your high school coach. They talk to people at your old high school, um, some people around town sometimes, the scouts will, just to get a sense of who you were. And, and that's the issue. And, and, and there's a reason, by the way. You know, he's a, everyone wants to tout how he's a Heisman Trophy winner and he's the first walk-on ever, all that stuff. Look, the talent was always there. There's a reason why he wasn't offered a scholarship. I'll leave it at that. It wasn't about talent. You could say it's about size. It wasn't about that either, okay? His family and the way they conducted himself during the process of his recruitment uh, pissed off a lot of people. And, and the bottom line is they did, they, there are some people who wanted him to kind of earn it and wanted to see if he would act the right way. Uh, and I think once he got to Texas Tech, he did. But then even then, he had, he had higher goals, bigger dreams. He wanted to go to Oklahoma. He was able to make that happen. They were able to work it out. And I think the fact that he walked on there was more about the fact that if he was under scholarship, he would have had to sit out a year. He would have lost a year of eligibility because the transfer rules. But because he was a walk-on there and his family could afford to pay for it because they're wealthy, it changes the dynamic and allowed him to play right away. So, you know, pe- people who look into it, look, he's a fantastic player. One of the best college football players I had, I had the opportunity to break down and watch. And co- uh, but as far as the NFL goes, 
there's definitely some things that draw some red flags for some of these teams. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, there is actually somebody in the NFL. He's one of the most well-known players in the NFL. And his story could play out exactly like somebody in this year's draft. We'll tell you who that is next on FSR. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up uh, about 10 minutes from now, we will have another award-winning edition of Over-Unders here on Fox Sports Radio. Some uh, huge developments, though, going on in the world of sports relating to this show. So I'll uh, tell you what that is coming up here in just a minute. want to let you know uh, that we are brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Live Bet Jesus made his selection last hour. He had the Denver Nuggets plus 11.5 against the Houston Rockets. Right now, Denver is trailing by six with under 20 seconds to go in the game and at the free throw line, now trailing by five. So this looks really good. I was going to say, that's about as safe of a bet as it gets. I mean, the only downside is that no one really gets to see it on national television, right? I mean, we talked about it. The Wizards... The 76ers, that's what's being seen nationally right now. Uh, but Live Bet Jesus was <laughs> modest. You know, he wanted to get a, a, an easy win or, you know, maybe protect himself in case he didn't. Okay. I mean. Let, let me tell you what. Let me tell you everybody what's going on here. All right. Because I want everybody to know exactly what's going on. There's a dynamic well, no, just, to this show. After, after Live Bet Jesus had a rough finish yeah. to 2017, I, I, I'm, I assume that he's – you know, a little more conservative with I, some of the bets. Okay, I and Live Bet Jesus am being punished because of Brady's daughter. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Okay, <laughs> let me let me let me tell you what I mean by that. Brady, okay, was complaining that he makes his daughter a really nice meal when he's taking care of her, and he's being a great dad, and he's he's having such a wonderful time with her, and he puts together like this five course elaborate meal for. Her. And she either throws it on the ground or says, you know, where's my Gerber? Okay, like has no interest in whatever your cooking is. And, and you feel unappreciated. Okay, so instead of you just accepting whatever it is Live Bet Jesus is doing or accepting whatever it is, and I'm read, simply reading messages from Live Bet Jesus and his pick, instead of you just accepting the pick, you've got to point out, oh, well, it's not the nationally televised game, which would have made more sense, but I guess we'll take it. Like, why do we got to pay for the fact that your daughter doesn't like your cooking? Well, first off, that's all this I mean, is. It's my job to analyze, you know, your, I mean, uh, live bet Jesus <laughs> okay. picks. Okay. Right. Uh, that's my job. Okay. But it, it is a little bit unfair that I, my daughter cannot accept <laughs> the five course meals that I make her, and she doesn't understand at this age. There's, just, there's <laughs> such a communication barrier. It's, it's almost like sometimes when you and I talk about, like, scheme in the NFL there's a communication barrier you know listen that's why uh you know that's why I've been trying to um to try and walk you through that stuff what aren't you supposed to come down and visit and we're supposed to go through some like the dry race board sessions we test you we kind of take you through the whole rundown almost like it's a combine listen the Jonas Knox combine listen all right I know my NFL all right I just don't want to brag about it on the air that's really what's happening here right so I don't need you know like like, I'm not one of these blowhard, uh, believe it or not, there are some people in radio, <clears throat> me, who, who doesn't pretend like he knows everything, 
right? I but when I do get something wrong, I will find a way out of it. I will navigate <laughs> through the waters and explain to you why I got it wrong because I was testing you. Like that's the trick to this whole thing. Very little prep, very little knowledge, and you just wing it. That's how this works. Uh, all right, so Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Um, so I want to I want Baker Mayfield stuff and how yeah. he's going to be, you know, and and obviously the combine coming up and they're going to grill him when he when he sits down with these NFL teams and they know that they can press his buttons and get a reaction. What kind of questions is he going to get? I mean, what do we, I mean, because we've heard it's, stories. Was it Ireland and Miami who asked Des Bryant if his mom was a hooker or something like that? Like, like yeah. that, we've heard stories like that. How how nasty is this going to get with Baker Mayfield? I mean, you're not going to hear that again because that got public and and he received some backlash. And they're not taped. You know, they're not for public consumption. So you know, no one can really say that. But why would a player lie? About they're they're going to ask about him running from the cops, aren't they? I would imagine oh, they for would. For sure, for sure. And then they'll probably test him on. Hey, what's your favorite thing to drink? You know, and, and they'll have some some background on them that they'll try to kind of bring out or surprise him with. But a lot of these guys are so prepped now. I mean, at these facilities, right? Exos is one out in Arizona. Um, you know, there's a place down here in Boca XPE or Tony Villani. He's one of the more reputable guys. Him and Matt Gates um, all across the country. There's different training centers. Okay, Chuck Smith. He's in Atlanta. Um, they not only prepare you physically, right, for the combine, which is more of a track meet than anything else, and teach you the technique. They also are, are working on nutrition. They're also working on interview. So they'll literally bring in an interview coach. And this guy will do an extensive background check on you, and he'll bring up any little thing. And he will go through ways of trying to test you to prepare you for all the types of different questions. Now, it all depends on the strategy they use, right? Like when Eric Mangini was head coach for the Jets – he was famous or infamous in this case for playing the name game. So they did have 15 people in a room, right? These small little room. Uh, picture like literally maybe a, a 500 square foot hotel room. And you would go around and then shake everyone's hand. And they would introduce themselves to you. And then you'd sit down. And he'd say, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? And, you know, for a lot of people, I don't know how <laughs> many people jerk. could meet 15 people. I could. And then immediately name Every single person in that room. Hell no, I couldn't. And what happens was a lot of players would get frustrated. Some players wouldn't know it at all. And he would say things like, you know, that's the general manager. You probably want to know him. You know, he's, he's drafting someone or he's drafting so-and-so. Or that's your position coach. You should probably know who that guy is. Um, so he was famous for that. And, and there's other, you know, there's other uh, organizations that are more laid back about it. They actually genuinely just want to get to know you, and it's more of an informal introduction. Some immediately go to tape. You know, Jason Garrett, when he, uh, this is back when he was an offensive coordinator, uh, but back when he was with the Cowboys, all he did was we sat down. He had a dry erase board. He'd literally draw a play, verbiage and all, erase it. And he'd turn it around and give it to me. He goes, you know, you know take it right back. Show me the play. Take me through the reads. Then he'd start asking me questions. What would you do versus this? What would you do versus this? And you basically were kind of just – he was testing your football knowledge. Well, I'd throw hot or I'd change the protection or I'd throw this route or this. I'd go to number two, then to number four because those – you know, the routes would work better versus this. So those are the things that those guys may, you know, ask as far as quarterbacks and as far as linemen and everything else. They'll ask about injury history and, and their background and all that, how they grew up because they're trying to find out – you know, it's a speed dating thing. They're trying to figure out 
the character of some of these people and who these guys are because they might not have that many more opportunities to meet with them and spend that kind of quality time. Which team did you bomb on when you sat down and they and they were kind of looking at you and asking you questions? Which team did you walk away from going, there's no shot they're drafting me? Um, I, I don't know that I ever walked away thinking I, I bombed anything. I know um, – I'm trying to think. Like I, I had a workout with the Dolphins and then I had a workout with – the Bucks, and I, I forget which one. I came away from one thing, and man, like I, I worked out better in one versus the other. Um, there was, I'm trying to think. Oh, I think it was the Redskins. So the Redskins, I, I had an interview with them, and at the time, I think I want to say like Joe Gibbs uh, might have been the head coach at the time, and you know he was a very devout Christian, and they wanted me to tell the story of the bench press because I, you know I had a torn PCL. I really didn't want people to know. So I just said, hey, my pro day's in a week. You know, I'll do all my testing, all that stuff there. But the reason is I needed all the additional time to let my knee heal so I could hopefully run the 40 fast and jump and do all that stuff, right? And even dropping back at that point, I wasn't 100%. So they, they asked me, like, well, why did you do the bench test? I said, well, lo- the short of it is the scout that was assigned to our group because each team has these, like, lower-level scouts that just take around each position group. And they take you through all the, the you know, interviews, some of the medical stuff, some of the drills and all that. And he was like, man, you should do this. No other quarterback in our group's doing it. You know, Jay Cutler did it. You know, that was a you know, big deal and all this stuff. And so I wasn't, like, training for it, really wasn't prepared. And I talked to my agent, and he was like, don't do it. You might blow a peck. Then all of a sudden you can't throw next week, and it looks bad. You know, Charlie, Charlie Weiss told me, I was a, a dumb idiot. I'll just put it that way. He used more harsh words. <laughs> a, um, a slap leap? Did he call yeah, you so, a slap leap? So I, I got <laughs> off the phone, and I just looked at the guy. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So <laughs> I, what a I, ended up doing the, I ended up doing the bench press. And, you know, afterwards, um, once we, had, we ended up going through meetings and all that stuff later on that night, you know, they had gotten wind of it, and they just asked me to tell them the story. So I told them the story. But the second that I, I said the verbiage that Charlie Weiss used – Joe Gibbs, like his face was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. And so I remember thinking to myself, like feeling his facial expression and feeling the way he looked and thinking to myself, ugh, that probably didn't go over well. But, but, but I ended up getting a call later on and I actually went to D.C. I, I went and met with Al Saunders, who was their OC at the time, talked to Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator at the time, potentially hot, hot uh, head coaching candidate. And uh, I met Dan Snyder, and he, and he basically had me tell him the story, and then that was pretty much it. Oh, and then I left, man. and that was – it was like he basically flew me to D.C. to see their facilities, say hello to some guys, and then tell him the story in person about the bench press test, and then that was it. Oh, that's so funny. I would love to see Joe Gibbs's face. And then the co- the first conversation he had when somebody – when they said, uh, hey, so, Joe, what do you think of Brady Quinn? Oh, that potty mouth, I ain't taking him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a mouth Golly. like a sailor. Golly, I've never heard nothing like that in my life. <laughs> um, that's uh, that. Wow, that's that's pretty funny. So you got basically conned into doing the uh, the bench press because, uh, I mean, let's let's be honest here, man. Like the reason you did the bench press, deep down, you're a meathead. Okay, you're a meathead, and you love moving weight. You love I will moving not, weight. I will not deny that. And I, honestly, my first thought as I got up from the bench press was, I wish I would have trained for it. And of course. they actually, and, and you'll know this because if you're a true meathead, you'll know this. 
it was an Olympic bar. It wasn't even a bench press bar. Oh, yeah. So I was so mad about that because I was like, <laughs> if it was a bench press bar, I would have gotten 25 instead of I only got 24. And if you're into weightlifting, you know exactly what that okay. means. Now, okay, now, now, for people that aren't into weightlifting, the difference between an Olympic bar and a, a regular bar is what? An Olympic bar, it actually rolls. So when you actually like grab the bar, you can kind of like spin the inside of it, like or the collars will move too, right? So when you do things like a power clean or um, a hand clean, stuff like that, you're going to kind of rotate the bar like in your grip, okay? A bench press bar is locked. So what happens is when you're doing a lot of reps or you're doing heavy weight, your wrists and your grip end up becoming a weak point. Yeah. So if that bar is loose like that bar was or an Olympic bar is – it's going to be a little bit more difficult to stabilize as opposed to having a bench press bar where it's already locked so it has some of that stabilization in there for you. That's why uh, we've been trying to tell you, Bobo, our technical producer, ditch the gloves, bruh. You got to get those wraps. Get wrist wraps, all right? Yes, sir. It's time to, uh, time to, elo- time to get to the next phase on, uh, on weightlifting for, uh, for Bobo. Understood, meatheads. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> That is, uh, that's how it's done. Uh, by the way, just between you and I, because I know we're not on the air, I had no idea the difference between an Olympic bar and a regular bar. That's why I asked you that. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I, I thought you were aware, but do, aware of do that. not do not tell anybody. I want them to make them think that I'm a meathead too. That's it. Aren't you kind of a meathead? Well, I mean, just because you take PEDs doesn't make you a meathead. And I and I, <laughs> I think that generalization is unfair. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We are going to have another edition of Over-Unders. That is coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, the great Steve DeSager. Good evening, gentlemen. Once again, the Winter Olympics closing ceremony was held this morning. Our time, you know, guys, that the winners of the final cross-country ski races got their medals in front of the big crowd at the closing ceremony stadium, which was cool. Would have been cooled for one Austrian female cross-country skier who was in silver medal position fairly late in her 30K race today. Seven kilometers to go. And uh, she needed to take a left turn toward the finish, and she made a right. Oh. You, oh. <laughs> you, would, you would only make a right turn if you wished to repeat the first half of the race and that part of the course. So that dropped her back to a ninth-place finish. Associated Press got a quote from her afterwards. She said, uh, I really don't know. I, I had a blackout. Don't know yeah. why I took the wrong way. The, the only other time in history that a right turn ever goes poorly like that is in the Daytona 500. Just for a reference. <laughs> that, does, okay. that does go kind of poorly. Her father greeted her after the race with a hug, did say, it's not your day today. And then even her dad said, you know, you want to win a medal, you got to know the track. And the, <laughs> the sports director of Austria said, for us, this is unbelievable. The left course is the second loop. The second loop is going to the finish area. The left would have been the better one to choose, end quote. And thus endeth the Olympic Games. The Olympics will stay in Asia, by the way, in Tokyo in two years to host the Summer Games. And then about 600 miles the other way to Beijing in four years. That'll have the Winter Games. Of course, Beijing a decade ago hosted summer. It'll have winter in the near future. We have everything final now in the NBA tonight. 76ers' seven-game winning streak is over. They lost pretty badly, consistently down double digits at Washington. Wizards 109-94 the final. Bradley Beal 24 points. And the Rockets have won 12 games in a row. They held on at Denver 119-114. James Harden 41 points. Houston has the 
best record in the league, 46-13. and 13. Earlier wins for San Antonio, Charlotte, and for New Orleans in overtime. In golf, Tiger Woods finished 12th at the Honda Classic, but was even par, eight shots back. Justin Thomas won it in a playoff. Kevin Harvick took the NASCAR race at Atlanta. Back to you. Steve, what was the score of that uh, Rockets? Uh, I know game? it was a five-point home oh, loss for the Nuggets. You know that means LBJ another win, baby. Way Chalk to go, President the, Johnson! Hey, that's yeah, that's that's <laughs> a, that's another uh, another check mark in the win column for Live Bet Jesus. He had the Denver Nuggets plus eleven and a half. All he does is hand out winners. That's it. Nothing that else. That is the case for the past three weeks. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Jonas. You get to uh, keep the lights on yep. back home you, for uh, another week or two, <laughs> and I can really, I really appreciate that. It, yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, yeah. I listen. Steve DeSager's another. Listen, you know, you guys wondered why I think everybody's out to get me on this show. Ten minutes from now, I've got actual proof, right? And that will be listed as one of my pieces of evidence, right? The way I'm treated by Steve DeSager. What? Excuse me. What? Yeah, total disrespect. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, show. Steve's <laughs> stating facts. Yeah, well, still listen, laughing at President LBJ. Yeah, listen, it it hurts. All right, make it a mockery of one of the great great creations on this show. Live bet Jesus, how dare he? I didn't think President Johnson was that. Interested oh come on, in Steve, that's but... enough. All right, uh, right now though, it's time for this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. This is where we turn it over to executive producer Eric Roberts, who sides with Brady on all of this stuff. What a shock. And he tries to see whether or not we can pick winners throughout the course of the week. Eric, what do we got? It's it's, it's like I'm I get I'm like a ping pong ball out here. You're just Brady says I'm on your side. You say yeah. I'm on Brady's side. You're, you're, you're a kid of well, divorce. Hold on, hold it's like, on. It's like the parents. This. The parents are throwing each other under the bus. I get none of the, none of the, the benefits. I get none <laughs> of the benefits. I'll, I'll settle this, um, Eric. What were the results from last week? Um, Brady, you went three and two. Jonas actually went five and zero oh last oh, week. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is how uh-huh. I know. First this week we I ever know. did it too. It's the <laughs> that's the first time you've ever gone five and zero. Oh. Do you know that? Well, I mean, yeah. So, what's your point? <laughs> so, guys, the two the two uh, questions you differed on last week was the over under for the number of goals scored by the U.S. women's hockey team. Yeah, in the game. it was bad. Yeah, they they won the game five zero. Um, over under was three and a half. So Brady hit or Brady missed on the under on that one because he doesn't care about the United States. No, I Patriot, thought they were going to get three. I just didn't think they could score. Are you that rooting many. for Canada in the gold medal Unbelievable, game, Brady? Man. No, wow! Literally, See, literally. This no is what Eric tries to pile on. This is no what I'm talking respect, about. Man. He's always in your corner. Yeah, Brady literally has no respect for this country when it comes to <laughs> over unders. <laughs> Only over unders, though. <laughs> All right, guys. This week's over unders. We'll start with the Lakers. Um, number of wins for next week in the Lakers schedule at Atlanta, at Miami, at San Antonio. Over under one and a half. Under. under, yeah, oh, so yeah. simultaneous, a, a little synchronized uh, under picks on the line. I tried to say too. it how you said it too. Yeah. It, it sounded really, it honestly, sounded like one person. Hey, by the way, how about the idea that the cleanest guy in college basketball over the past year or so was Lavar Ball? <laughs> how about that? What a world, man! What a world we live in. Amazing stuff. All right, what else? Okay, guys, combined points for Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook on Sunday in Portland before the show starts. One of the Afternoon games over under 55 and a half points for Dame and Russ. Over. 
Sunday Showcase. Over. At Oklahoma City or out Portland? In Portland. Over. <sighs> Hold on. Let me let me just um, do do the Oklahoma City. I think City Brady Thunder. has the over. Okay. Yeah, that, that's been established. <laughs> do the uh, do the Oklahoma City Thunder, like, do they have a uh, – because it's going to be in Portland. So I want to find out whether or not they have a back-to-back. All right. That's, that's really what will let me determine whether or not I want to make this pick. Right. Hold on just one second here. Hold on. I am not – I'm not looking this up. I'm just thinking – I knew this before the show. They are on the that. bubble now. They're in the eighth seed. In I the mean, West. Jonas, come on, man. We're uh, not going to game. We're, All right. We're, we're second, running out of time. second half of a back-to-back. Under. If you were going to go over there after all that, I know. <laughs> searching, it's, like, I was, it's like when you it's like when you go over. to a, it's like when you go to a bar and you ask the bartender, "Hey, what do you guys uh, got on draft?" And they list off fifty beers, and you go, "I'll take a Bud Light." <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, why, why did I go through all that? Can I have a Corona in a yeah. bottle, please? <laughs> like, what is that? All right, guys. Uh, number of wins for the Suns next week. Our weekly Suns basketball pick. Okay, Jeez. over under one and a half. They got road Suns. games against the Pelicans, Grizzlies, Hawks, and one game against the Thunder. Pelicans, Pelicans, Grizzly, away, away. And they're home. all on the road. No, so okay. it's away, away. Pelicans, Thunder, uh, Grizzlies, home for the Thunder, away in Atlanta. I would ooh. under away at Atlanta, but Atlanta's bad. Who are their home games again? Their under. home games against Thunder. Road for Grizzlies, Thunder. Three of the four, they're on hey, the road, what? and they I, have home games hey, Thunder. Hey, I'm tired of the negative spin Brady has put on this show. I'm going to take the over. You know what? I'm going to support the over on this. I love it. Just like he's I supported. all for it. Just, he's, he's trying to separate himself. I think, but... I think their current losing streak's at nine. Hey, just like I supported the country, the country last week, I supported the country last week while Brady Quinn did not. All right, guys. Switching to the uh, NFL Combine next weekend. Highest number of bench reps over under... 34 and a half. Oh, bro. Ooh. Okay. Brady, what did you do? You did what? 24? 25? 24. 20, God, you're such a meathead. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, man, it's tough. Did you put it, chalk? Did you put chalk on your hands too? No, I wish I would have. Oh, yeah. Here's, what here's the head. first thought. Here's the first thought that went in my head when he said, what, 34 and a half? Is that what you said, Eric? 34 and a half, yeah. I was like, man, this generation's soft. <laughs> that was like the first thought that went in my head thinking. Like th- th- these guys are not going to like really care to put up that much weight. Uh, you know what? Is that terrible? No, I mean it's actually probably the only true statement we've made on the show all night. Um, <laughs> I will take the over. I've got now. Is this is this this is for anybody? Anybody yes, at the combine? Yes. Any position? Yes. yes any any position. position? I'll take the over because I could see one of those uh, one of those just behemoths Ooh, yeah. out of Notre I, Dame. I have last week last year's results up, and the the, the top two. Players were were both on the line, so yeah. No, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm going to go with over, because um, I do think there'll be because some guys like they just try to like create a splash, and so the bench p- press for like an offensive lineman, D line, maybe they're not known that yeah. well. They're really going to try to put up a huge number, so then people think, all right, this guy's got a lot of power. By the way, Will Will Hernandez, if that kid out of UTEP does it, that guy can bench a house. You know? Oh, by the way, you know who else? Keep an eye on Will Hernandez. Out of Utah. <laughs> he is. I'm hearing good things about bench a house, right? He's really strong. All right, guys, final one, final one. Hey, Will Hernandez sounds like an in-law. <laughs> Fastest forty time at the draft next weekend. Over under four two five. Did you see Jonathan Franklin? Um, yeah, the guy four one nine. Yeah. The by guy- the way, I hand timed that thing. I'm like just watching it. 
Doesn't look like a four one nine to oh, me. Yeah, buddy. no kidding. And here's the other thing. By the way, Jonathan Franklin, who's been at like sixteen schools already. Like he was on he was on uh, that that Netflix show um, that where the where the, uh, the the junior college program. Was it last on, chance you. Yeah, last, last chance you. And then he Good went to state, Florida man. State, and then he went to what, where was it Louisville or someplace like that. Like he's been at like fifteen different schools. Auburn was another one. Well, look, he didn't come to play school. All right. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, he also he also came to uh, run the 30 in 419 and say it was the 40. <laughs> um, I will say under 4.25, all, I'm going to say the under. Take the under. Positive. I'm going to say over. I don't think we're going to see one below, maybe 425, but not below it. I'd be surprised. I'm trying to think of some of the faster guys and who it would even be. What was your fastest 40? Oh, like a 467. Oof. You know, the 40 is all about the start. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, for the combine, these guys just, they're becoming track athletes. It's all about the start. Mine was, uh, I did uh, I did one did, in, in 10 yeah. minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> talking about 40-ounce, right? We talking 40-ounce or the 40-yard dash? What, what are we talking oh, about? Oh, well, my time was, okay. Yeah. Listen, by the way, we need to do Edward 40 ads. I'm serious. I'm not we messing around. We can't do a here. show and do that, though. Why not? Duct tape just, 40 ounces to our hands. Professional. Yeah, but you know what? We get to hour three. I need a cough button. That's going to be incredibly <laughs> no, difficult. No, I know. That's the best part. You don't use the cough button anyways, man. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, sneeze on the air. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, Brady, Do we still have that drop? <laughs> yeah, Brady got his, uh, by the way, Brady got his studio unit at, uh, at the Dollar Tree. Uh, if you think we're lying, just listen back. All right, so that is this week's edition of Bone Riders. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Um, coming up next... I've got proof that there is somebody that you listen to every single week and and understand. Oh, that's Brady. By the way, if you are driving right now, that's not your car backfiring. That is Brady uh, not hitting the cough button a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've got proof here that there's somebody, a prominent member of the sports media world, who has an entire group of people out to get him. All right? I've got proof. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, so we got to uh, tie together some loose ends here. Uh, we'll have that for you because uh, I've got proof that uh, there's a lot of people out to get somebody in particular in sports. Got proof. Uh, so that's coming up here in just a minute. A reminder that Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier are coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio after we go off the air 10 minutes from now. Arnie Spanier, who's been harassing me for an hour and a half to get his son a tryout with the Blue Jackets because Brady's brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, is a member of the Blue Jackets. And Arnie Spanier's son is a goalie in, like, uh, the minor league somewhere. And I think Arnie Spanier's son, if I'm not mistaken – and and I'm not exaggerating. I think he was traded for like 800 bucks and like a box of spark plugs, like <laughs> oh, like three geez. weeks ago. I'm not no, I'm not kidding. Arnie sent me a text something like that. I'm not I, that is not a joke. Like he sent me some of the trade compensation, and his son was traded. But his son's actually not bad. Like he's 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 pretty talented. So why don't you make that happen for him? Because I'm tired of the guy texting me. You make that happen. I, look, I, I'm I'm busy. I'm trying to find this <laughs> this band. Um, <laughs> It's called it's, disheveled. It's really not. Like it's really not worth your time. I, I'll be honest. With it's you. it's yes, not it easy to find. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, I know. Trust me. <laughs> Wasn't easy to get anybody to buy tickets either. It came out of pocket. Um, How old were you when that went on? I was. I, I think I was starting like nineteen. It was like nineteen years oh, wow. old. Yeah, okay. long time ago, man. 
Back a long, long time ago. It's fun, though, getting to learn these things about you on live radio. Yeah, sure is a lot of fun, man. Sure, <laughs> lot, lot of fun. A lot of the stuff that's brought up on this show is a real lot of fun. Um, all right, so so that is that is the case. Also, Brady and I are trying to get Jack Johnson traded to either the Florida Panthers uh, before the NHL trade deadline on Monday. Uh, uh, if he goes to Florida, it means Brady's got more babysitters so that he can go out and drink. And then uh, if he if he gets traded to the Anaheim Ducks, uh, that means Brady will have to do more shows out here in L.A. to see his family, and then that way him and I can hang out more, and then we can drink together. So this is all about getting Brady drunk more often. That's the goal of the show. And so we are trying to manipulate uh, a maneuver in the NHL. So if Jack Johnson gets traded to the Florida Panthers or a team in Southern California, it was because of this show. How about yeah. that? Yeah. And I, I think there's a, a, there's potential for that to happen. I think by 3 p.m. tomorrow, that's the NHL trade deadline. Something like that could happen. We'll, we'll see. It's good to see you knew the trade deadline. Eric Roberts, our NHL insider. I have no idea what the hell he was talking about. March 8th? March 8th? I had, I, is I that had the Stanley eighth, Cup? No, I had 8th in my mind from, <laughs> because of the NBA trade, de- trade deadline. Oh, okay. So. Um, all right, so I've got proof that everybody's out to get me on this show. All right? Everybody's out to get me on this show. And I'm sick of it. Roberts wants me to lose uh, in headliner lie. Okay, that's a fact. Roberts wants me to lose. Headliner lie. That's like well, I have the least to do with that. Uh, Bobo talked about my my former band on the air because he wanted you to pick on me because everybody loves Brady. Uh, Bree, our intern, she was here this weekend, didn't say a single word to me. Not a single <laughs> word, okay? While I was doing a show, didn't, didn't say a single word Not to like me. Not like Jonas, hi, how are you? No, like literally nothing. But when Brady's on the air, oh, y'all have got Dutch talk. Let's be friends. How's everything going? But not when I'm here alone. And then Steve DeSager just hates my guts because I said of any fall guy here at the network, I would choose DeSager because I feel like he could stall them long enough to where I could get out of Dodge. I can't catch a break, man. Uh, that's not true. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it is pretty true. Like, I you're can't, our, can't you're get... our fearless leader. You, you, you take the lead role in the show every week. And you do a great job. Hey, you know we so. should hey, let's do role play next week. Not like that, but I'm talking yeah, role play. What does that even How mean? How about you pretend to be different NFL executives, <laughs> and I'll be Baker Mayfield. Okay. Oh God, I can't wait. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.